For those of you listening to the Fight Talk podcast, my guest today is Jesse Davin. And yes, and she (laughs) is going to be joining me today to do Hell in a Cell predictions for the few matches that we already know, as well as we'll be talking about the Wednesday Night Wars. Uh, Just started last night officially, AEW versus NXT. Um, More particularly, I guess you should say, AEW versus WWE to a big extent as well. Jesse is a longtime wrestling fan, somebody that I'm sure you guys see on Twitter. She's always putting up video <laughs> updates about her thoughts on Raw and SmackDown and NXT and, you know, AEW now and all that good stuff. And before we get started, I want to give a shout out to some of our sponsors um, because the featured sponsor for all of my predictions is WrestleRumble.com. And WrestleRumble.com is the place to be for all fantasy contests that involve professional wrestling. The Hell in a Cell Pick'em Contest is live already. Even though there's not much to the show, it is live and there are questions available. The first place prize is $500 cash. It's $500, $500 cash. Second and third both get $100 and fourth and fifth both get a mystery gift. So don't know what that's going to be, but they always have really cool prizes. Make sure to check that out, WrestleRumble.com and on Twitter and Instagram at WrestleRumble. Jesse, have you ever done Yes. Okay. It is so fun. (laughs) Yes, it is. I'm going to make sure to get you a free entry for this one for doing the podcast with me today. So Yes. Yes. And then uh, one more sponsor before we get into the actual conversation here with Jesse. Um, A new sponsor to the podcast. We have House of Hoodies, who Jesse knows all about. I love my hoodie. It's dope. I have one. And that's the best best ad I can give right there. Like, Jesse has these. Um... I actually yeah, heard about House of Hoodies because of you, because of you wrapping their stuff yeah. on. And I uh, I hit the guys up over there, and we made a deal happen pretty quickly. And I'm really happy about it. I, I love their products, and let me tell you about them. So check out House of Hoodies and their amazing NFL jersey hoodies. These beauties are perfect for wrapping your team when it gets too cold out for jerseys to wear at the stadium. Maybe sneak a few beers in under the hoodie and save money on concessions, and that's going to pay for the hoodie alone right there. Just sneak a few beers in, and you've already made your money back. They also have MLB, NBA, NHL, and soccer hoodies. Make sure to check them out on Twitter at H-O-H-O-O-D-I-E-S. That's House of Hoodies, H-O-H-O-O-D-I-E-S, and their website, thehouseofhoodies.com. Make sure to use the code FIGHTTALK, that's all one word, F-I-G-H-T-A-L-K, that'll save you 20% off your entire order. So shout out to House of Hoodies. And now officially, Jesse, how you been? Yeah. How you doing? Tell the people a little bit about you before we get into this. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, so my name is Jesse Devin. <laughs> um, I am Jesse the Buckeye on Twitter. I kind of just recently blew up a little bit, like since May, really, since Double or Nothing, I started making videos of my reactions to WWE on Twitter, actually because I was too excited to type and it was taking too long and I was starting to get really frustrated. So I would just kind of make a video and post it and it kind of took off and I was like, well, I'm just going to keep doing it. And it just kind of turned into, well, I do have to kind of type a little bit of a description of what I'm saying. (laughs) And I keep doing the videos and it's kind of taking off. And I think it's a great way to kind of start a discussion about professional wrestling. I'm totally into it. I love it. Been loving so far, what AEW has been producing, I am hyped as heck from last night. No hangover here. Definitely still running on adrenaline. 
and I am just loving it. It is such a good time to be a professional wrestling fan right now, and I am all here for it. Very excited. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, And your Twitter posts get a lot of engagement. Like, there's a lot of people that I think at this point really look forward to seeing and hearing your opinions on stuff, which I think is really cool. I, you know, I'm so humbled by that because I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, I'm just kind of like a stay-at-home mom. Like, why do people want to hear what I have to say? But it, it, it's wonderful, and it is great to start a discussion. And I think what's really great is I just try to be as real as I can, and my opinions are just that opinions. And I've been wrong so many times, and I'll admit it. And if somebody makes a great point in the discussion, I will say, you know what, you're right, I was wrong. And I think that's the beauty of professional wrestling is it's very subjective to the viewer. Um, and it's nice to kind of give my point and then to see someone else's perspective and then kind of gain a whole new view of it from just the general audience. And it's just, it's awesome. It's so fun. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I thought it was really cool too, because like I rarely ever announce who's going to be coming on my show ahead of time because there's always some not, not always but every now and then something comes up like and i hate like over promising and under under delivering mm-hmm. i hate putting it out there like i'm gonna have so and so on the show on this day and then uh that day comes around and then someone's like where was it and i'm like well i don't want to throw them out on the bus but like they can't yeah. last minute stuff like that but i announced yours ahead of time because i was really confident we'd be able to get it done but yeah for also sure. you have like legitimate fans now like there were a few people hitting me up on comments like where can I find the show when you do it with Jesse? So, I mean, I think that's Aww. really cool. Like, you're, you actually have built yourself a little bit of a fan base. I mean, that's, that's oh, awesome. Oh, please. I, I'm, that makes me really happy. Thank you. Like, it is. I'm just, I'm still kind of, it's still kind of settling in. It doesn't really feel real. Like, I'm kind of like, is this a fluke? Like, is this just kind of like, is this real? <laughs> it's like wrestling. Is this real? But I'm just, I'm here for the ride. I'm here. I'm, I'm here for it. I'm so happy. I'm so grateful to be here doing this and this is so fun I've never done one of these before so it's a great way to kind of get into it so I'm excited well, thank you for this, having me so you're much welcome. thanks for coming on absolutely and well Sean put in a good word for you over at Fightful so had to had to come <laughs> on this one this one's legit so you know there's some shady ones out there some shady uh, ones you never know what you're gonna get into <laughs> yeah shout out Sean Ross Sapp over there at Fightful he's uh he's been on a guest on the show as well and of course yes. I do Fightful Weekender podcast every weekend um, over there at Fightful Select, a part of their premium Patreon service. So you guys can always check that out. I'm always breaking down all the non-WWE stuff, um, which a little background on me for those of you who might not know, who might be listening for the first time because Jesse's on the show. Um, if you're listening and don't know much about me, like I'm, I'm a longtime wrestling fan myself. Um, I'm 31 years old. I started watching wrestling on like a really consistent basis in like 1994 or so. And this was like, that's funny because the storyline that got me into pro wrestling was Hulk Hogan versus the Dungeon of Doom in WCW, which is like considered one of like the worst storylines ever now. But at the time I thought the Taskmaster Kevin Sullivan was like the most dastardly evil, like the best bad guy in wrestling. And like now it's funny because like you look back on that stuff and it's like really really bad. But I've been a big fan of that stuff for a long time. Was a huge WCW fan, uh, of course, WWF slash WWE fan. But over the last, you know, 10, 15 years, the product has just been very stagnant, especially in the last handful of years with WWE. And what's really reignited my love in professional wrestling has been independent wrestling. 
So, so, you know, becoming a fan of, of going to shows and, you know, high school gyms and bars and seeing all these guys, like I, we're, we're going to get into AEW and stuff, but like, you know, I saw some of, you know, Marco Stunt's first matches, some of MJF's first matches, Joey Janela, like Darby Allen, like all these kind of guys that like you watch them in front of like 50 people total in like a little Amazing. small little area and like no one knows who they are. And now they're like becoming these stars. And that's what I really be, continue to enjoy about professional wrestling and why I get so excited for things like NXT and AEW because it's it feels like it's like my guys like the people that I've been exactly. I've been rooting behind exactly. getting these opportunities and that's not to say like there are good things that WWE has done there are good things that Impact Wrestling has done and that kind of stuff but the reason I bring it up is because if you check out the Weekender podcast it's mostly the non mainstream non you know main brand WWE stuff so that's that's really like my favorite stuff and that's why I'm glad we're able to talk about this because of course we're going to talk about Hell in a Cell um, which mm-hmm. is of course a mainstream WWE product but we will also talk AEW and NXT on this show so Looking yeah it's great to have that Weekender podcast too because you get all the down low on all those indie guys so when they show up on NXT or they show up on AEW you know who they are you're like oh I know who that is and you look cool <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, and I you look like you know your stuff. <laughs> I always give a recommended show to watch on independentwrestling.tv on that show. So, like, when I'm reading out the match listings for uh, for my recommended shows, you pay attention to those names because those are the names that you wind up. I've probably said the name Marco Stunt a hundred times, and now it's like people are like, "Oh, wait a second, Marco Stunt from IWTV is that is that guy? Like, what the hell? Like, this guy's on AEW." Yeah. So it's like. It's uh, it's really cool, but that all to that all to say, let's go ahead and do our uh, Hell in a Cell predictions. Although there isn't yes. much to talk about, unfortunately. Um, I mean, there's three matches. Yeah. What are they doing? What are they yeah. doing? I guess they're wait- You know what? I think it is. I think they're waiting for SmackDown. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna assume they're gonna get about four million, maybe five on this premiere show, and I think that's when they're gonna build some of that stuff. Because man, man, they did not build much on raw on the go home show of raw i was like are you kidding me yeah but i mean we'll see i'm with you I, I i'm assuming the same like with them really beefing up smackdown on on friday like with all the people they have returning to the show and you know all the big stars and all this stuff i, I i'm i'm with you i think that they're waiting uh they're kind of sandbagging a lot of these announcements but at the same time i don't know i don't necessarily know why they would do that because yeah like You've already announced the Universal title match, the Raw Women's Championship match, and uh, the Daniel Bryan-Roman Reigns yeah. versus uh, Harper and Rowan match, which are, like, basically the three biggest matches, aside from, you know, we're going to see uh, Brock Lesnar versus uh, Kofi. Kofi on SmackDown. Yeah. So I guess that'll kind of determine what's going to happen yeah. with the WWE Championship on Hell in a Cell, but... But you know what I'm saying? It's like you've already announced yeah. like, the biggest stuff. Like, why wouldn't you just announce like the rest of the card already so we knew going into it kind of what's yeah. it, you know? Like, what are they doing with the United States title? What are they, or excuse me, United States Championship? What are they doing with the Intercontinental Championship? What are they doing with the Women's Tag Team Championships? What about SmackDown Women's Championship? Like, there's so many things that aren't happening. And yeah. it's, and I'm assuming they're waiting for the results of the WWE Championship match on Friday to make a match i don't know what's gonna happen i don't know if like kane velasquez or whatever is gonna show up i know that was kind of like a 
the thing with the Rey Mysterio angle on Raw, I guess. I don't know. But, I mean, I guess it's all about The Fiend anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you there. Because um, that's the thing, too. Like, you mentioned, like, the United States Championship. Like, AJ Styles and Cedric Alexander has pretty much been the feud. And that yeah. seems to have just blown off it's on one. feud. It it's is a good feud, feud. too. But, but AJ keeps beating him. So it's like, I can't imagine it would really make sense to do Cedric versus AJ again at Hell in a Cell yeah. based on, like, AJ, like, continually getting clean wins over him. Although, I mean, I can't put it past the WWE. They do that kind of stuff all the time. People lose matches yeah. and get title shots. Like, it happens all the time. Wins but... and losses don't matter in WWE. Yeah, but they <laughs> don't be... Yeah, uh, we'll get into that later, but um, yeah. But yeah, I'm with you. I don't know. But but I guess we'll... Because this initially was going to be just a Hell in a Cell yeah. uh, prediction podcast, but we can't do a full podcast on three matches. Um, right? So let's just go ahead and get started with uh, with okay. what we have. Uh, we have Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns uh, tag teaming against Eric Rowan and Luke Harper. Um, we don't need to talk a whole lot about the backstory of this one. Uh, I obviously what you mean no forklift? Oh. Yeah, the forklift <laughs> in the in just like the mystery twin of Eric Rowan that just never Where's got he at? <laughs> just He's I was like calling him uh, I was calling him Derek Rowan on Twitter. I was yeah. Like, Watch, oh, he's gonna be called like Derek Rowan, and he's gonna be like the new tag team partner. And this never did anything with it. He's um, he's still sitting backstage shaking like a leaf. <laughs> yeah, just kidnapped somewhere. Oh my oh. god, he looks like a terrorist. He looks like a kidnapped <laughs> terrorist. It was so awful. Anyways, like I'm just ready for this thing to be over. Honestly, I'm just ready to close this chapter. This chapter on the forklift, and move on. Yeah, like now, I'm, I'm with you. It, and, and also, like it, it turned Daniel Bryan babyface. Hey. But like, he was such an awesome heel that I was like, "Why are you like, like I love Daniel Bryan. I think he's still one of the best wrestlers in the world. Oh. Like at this point, but like, like it's just it's weird. Yeah, it's it almost happens. like are they gonna are they gonna try to like reswerve everybody and like Daniel Bryan has been behind it the whole time and it was all this big ploy to get at Roman Reigns or or you know is this just because I, I guess I guess my thing is like I can't imagine Rowan and Harper just like going out there and beating Roman Reigns and yeah. Daniel Bryan. So like what was right? the point of all this? If that's what is what's gonna happen, you know? Yeah, it's like you know you have Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan who are two of the biggest names in the company really i mean you've got roman reigns you know mr superstar you know vince's guy and you've got daniel bryan who can just make anything amazing comes back i mean they're both they've come back from such hardship and such peril and they've come back to be these huge names and it's like then you've got eric rowan and luke harper bludgeon brothers 2.0 i guess like i mean I'm guessing Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan need the win. I don't know if this could set up maybe Eric Rowan and Luke Harper kind of clashing and end that alliance, I guess. I don't really know. This match is just a mess. I feel like I feel like they had an idea with, with the forklift. And it just fizzled out and just died a horrible death. And they're trying to pick up the pieces. And hopefully we get a good match out of it. I mean, I don't know. I think all these guys can put on a great match. I'm really excited to see Luke Harper again. 
Yeah. But I don't see how they come out of this with a win. Yeah, I'm the same. I, I mean, I pretty much echo everything you just said. Like, I, I, I mean, it has potential to be a good match. One thing I do like is that Roman Reigns has been and afterthought isn't the right word, but you know what I mean? Like he hasn't been yeah. like positioned as like the, like shoved down your throat, like the top guy winning every single match, always getting title yeah. shots. Like I like that they've kind of dropped him down a little bit because it really feels, it really feels like when he's getting, well, for one, I think he's getting a lot more cheers than booze than when that yeah, was. It feels happening. organic. It feels much more organic. Absolutely. Yes. Um, and so I do like that. Um, so, but but at the same time, it's like, even though they have kind of pushed him down that peg just a little bit, and he recently lost that match to Rowan, even though, you know, Harper interfered, it's still, it's still like, you can't, it's still Roman Reigns, you know, like, I don't see yeah. him going out there and losing, like, pay-per-view after pay-per-view after pay-per-view. That's like, Vince's guy. It, it you is. Know? It still it's... is. Um, and it also is a little interesting with Harper and Rowan's dynamic now because I always viewed Harper as kind of like the leader of those two and now yeah. it's kind of been reversed a little bit which is kind yeah. of interesting. Um, interesting yeah you're right um but yeah I don't know I don't know how to feel I mean I feel like the storyline has sucked I mean I think everyone oh agrees god it's that. been so weird <laughs> but every maybe the match is all right <laughs> every time they show that damn forklift it's so I just bad. lose it it should have been Bobby Lashley Bobby Honestly, Lashley that would have been a much better. Oh, and it would have been for sure better than like what we got oh, at the Raw for me sure. Stark. Oh, oh <laughs> so oh, I was, oh. you know, shocked. I said, you know, I I think I like commented under like one of his posts or something. I was like, that segment made me want to get some blue chew right there. That was right? that was that was the one. But uh, yeah, I I don't know. I I, I it, what's even funnier to me is like how there was like this whole mystery behind like. Who pushed the forklift? And then there's like this video footage from like the other angle where it's like clearly him pushing it over and walking away. It's like, wait, so you didn't have that before? Like there's it's clearly him right there pushing the pushing the stuff over. I guess the only good thing that came out of this was Buddy Murphy accidentally being in the shot and being able to be on TV and getting over, I guess. And now he's not doing anything again. But at least we got some good matches out of Buddy Murphy. About to say, shout out Alex Pulowski. Yeah, I know he's yes. just curious because, like, Buddy Murphy is awesome. I'm with him on it. Oh, but I'm good. Yes. Just, like, yeah, give him this push. Give him this, like, clean win over Daniel Bryan. He looks Oh, amazing. my God, I know. And just don't do anything with him. Just, I mean, maybe he'll interfere. That would be kind of cool. Just, that would be neat. Put him on NXT. You know what I mean? Like, just take, yeah. I think they need to take anyone who is underutilized. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's Needed. Yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. Well, anyway, so I'm gonna say, yeah, I'm gonna go with Harper and uh, sorry, I'm gonna go with Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan to defeat Harper and Rowan as my official prediction, and I think you have the same. Yeah, I'm gonna say Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns got to get over on this. If if Rowan and Harper somehow win, it's not gonna be clean. It's gonna be some weird shenanigans, DQ. But I think I think you have to have Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns win this thing clean close this chapter, have them go their separate ways in their glory and just end this madness. <laughs> Please. <laughs> well, the next match, this one I think is a bit more difficult to predict. We have Becky Lynch for Sasha Banks. Yes. Um, Becky Lynch, of course, 
Yeah, yeah. It's a good one. Uh, Becky Lynch defending the Raw Women's Championship. Yeah, I don't... I'm pretty torn on this one because, like, Becky is still, like, super over and everything. And, like, she's had a good title run. And Sasha, it's like... I don't know. I just don't know where they where they see Sasha as a company. I guess that's my biggest question. Yeah, like, it's a mystery. It's like, you know, do you reward somebody for going home and, like, taking their ball and, like, leaving? Yeah. Um, or do you, like, continue to punish her? Like, you know, like, yeah. we'll give you this big match because people are interested, but, like, we're not going to give you the title. Like, you, you quit on us. You know? Yeah, I feel I, I totally get that. I mean, they did that Chronicle. Have you seen the Chronicle? I've seen parts of it. I haven't watched the yeah, whole. Yeah, it, it kind of goes into how she, and, and I don't, you know, I don't know. It, it it seems very real. You never know what WWE, but she, it seems like she was really suffering from a lot of depression, mm. a lot of like just burnout, and it really focused on like her mental health and just saying. You know, I feel like the Chronicle kind of tied up those loose ends, those mysteries. But how many people saw that, that actually, you know, the casual fan, the, the mysterious casual fan would know that. Sure. So it's, it's, I feel like that could be like the answer, like, okay, you know, this is why she left. It's totally cool. We're cool now. And now she's back and she's just raising hell. And I love it. It's very interesting. You're right. It's, it's, it's an interesting dynamic of a match. I think whoever loses goes to SmackDown. Well, they're going to do that whole, like, redraft Draft, uh, yeah. in a couple of weeks so like yeah i do think that they'll be they'll be opposite brands I, I do agree there yeah and i and i'm i'm probably in the minority but like i would like to see just one set of championships like like i would I, you know i wouldn't mind you know like I, I, I understand like the whole you know you want champions on like both shows especially like when they're doing house shows you want like a belt there and stuff like that i understand but I would really, and I know they're not going to do this, but I just, I feel like it would be really cool to have, you know, you have like one woman's champion and that floats between both brands. And like mm -hmm. you have, you build a normal contender on the other brand or, or yeah. even I've had ideas with like universal championship or like you keep the universal or the WWE title and then you make like the US title and the IC title, they still both exist, but they're essentially like number one contender belts where like, yeah, hold this belt cool. for a long enough time. You can almost like cash it in, like how like the impact does like the X division title. Yeah, and, like you can use that to get a world title match or something. I don't know. Yeah, um, that's actually a really good idea. That's actually interesting. Yeah. Or you know, this stuff like I've just like thought about that kind of stuff, but yeah, I, I I don't know. It's just one of those things where I just I don't know. I don't know. Like like Becky Lynch, I feel like it still has a lot of steam behind her, so I don't know why they would take the belt off of her. But yeah, do you also squash the momentum of yeah, Sasha Banks of Sasha. by the loss? You know, I, I think know. I think the only way, like it, it's for me, I, I'm torn because it's like Sasha comes back, she's raising hell, she's beating everybody up, she's running wild, she's taking microphones from like was it Charlie backstage or Kayla, somebody, she was just running wild and interrupted like an interview and was like, it's my match, no man's gonna win my match, which was awesome by the way, um, but it's like. The only the only reason I could see them having Becky drop the Raw Women's Championship belt is to go to SmackDown. SmackDown's the A show now. She's been on the promos for it. She's been on the billboards for SmackDown. She is the number one woman and man in this company right now. And I feel like Fox is going to want her over there. And I feel like that's 
that's what I would see the justification for her losing. But at the same time, you're so right. It's like, but Sasha Banks, man, you know, you've got these people saying she left, she went home. Why are you going to reward her with this championship now, you know? Yeah. But it could set up like a women's division rebellion. Like, you know, all these women kind of gang up against Sasha Banks and say, we should have gotten our shot. Why don't you you challenge me? And Sasha, you know, she's like, she just doesn't give a shit. She's just going to beat up everybody. That's the impression I'm getting from her. And that could really set up a fire women's roster. So I would be totally yeah. okay with Sasha Banks winning. Me too. I, yeah, it's a tough one to call. Who do you have in your official prediction? Ooh, I'm going to go Sasha Banks. I'm going to go Sasha. I'm Man, Sasha. This is this is so tough cuz I took it's Sasha. Hard. I took Sasha in the last in their last match. I thought that she was just going to come in, win the belt and like, you know, maybe they'd run it back or something. But you bring up a really good point, and I know you're an NFL fan. They've been showing saw or um Becky on like all these Fox promos. Hitting so, her like, music. Hitting yes. her music in that. Yeah. Um so because of that I'm going to take Becky to keep the title because I think that the title itself isn't going to matter when the draft happens. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that, I don't think she's going to yeah. lose the title, but I remember like back in the day, like, like John Cena was like the, was the SmackDown champion. And I can't remember who the raw champion was. And they, they switched brands during, during one of those like redrafts. Yeah. And maybe, you know, like just Becky. Becky's title becomes the SmackDown Women's Champion, and like the Raw, and like maybe Bailey gets drafted the other way or something. I don't know. Oh, I don't yeah, know. they could do that. It's kind of weird, and it kind of messes up with like the lineage of the belt itself because like they're it's labeled mm-hmm. as the Raw Women's Championship when and it's red. <laughs> yeah, it's red. <laughs> but so, I mean, I don't know. It's a little redesign. That's kind of where I like the whole like one yeah. Women's Championship thing is like. Because if you had one title, this wouldn't matter. You'd just be the women's That's champion. True. It wouldn't matter which That's brand true. you were defending on. Um, so I don't know. You've it, got it, those it tag is... belts too, man. Those tag belts are just kind of sitting there, stagnant. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I like the people who have the belts too. I like Alexa and uh, and Nikki. Like, Nikki, I think, yeah. Uh, I think that they're underutilized, especially Alexa. I think that she's like a massive star for them when they use her right. Oh, yeah. It's just I worry about her concussions. My goodness. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Becky, but that's that's like that's a fifty fifty toss up. I, I don't yeah. Know. Um, uh huh. We differ. I, yes. Well, and I think the draft is kind of what's throwing me off there too. Is like yeah. Is like you know basically in a week, this is all gonna get blown up anyways. Like they're gonna right. have you know all the rosters are just gonna get completely mixed up. So like, who who knows? Um, yeah. And then the last match that we have here, the, the third, um, we have... The Fiend Seth, match. Let's just be uh, real. The Fiend match. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Um, we got Seth Rollins defending the WWE Universal Championship. And see, this is another point to, like, the Becky uh, having the Raw Women's Championship. Ooh. It's like, the Universal title isn't called the Raw title. The WWE title isn't called the SmackDown title. That's why I'm like... Uh. Why, like, it makes it more, more fluent, more possibilities there. But anyway, yeah, you're right. Seth Rollins uh, defends the title against the Fiend Bray Wyatt, who uh, probably is the most interesting thing that the WWE has done in quite a while. Um, this whole Fiend character has been has been great. Um, Jesse, what are your thoughts on this match? Um, oof, 
Um, this is a heavy one for me because I, I, I am very passionate about the theme. Um, I just, I see the, obviously I'm an NFL fan. I see the impact that that one flash of a second, the fiend made on the entire NFL viewership audience. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you see that they were confused. They were spooked. It got their attention and you can't tell me that WWE doesn't notice that it's almost Halloween for God's sake. You got to put the belt on the fiend. I mean, you're, if you're giving him a championship match this early, they have given him this opportunity. They didn't have to. They could have done so many other things. They could have had him run through some other people, take over other people, and then get that shot. You're giving him this shot inside hell in a cell. This guy is called The Fiend. He's been spooking Seth Rollins. He's been slaughtering Seth Rollins like a Renaissance painting massacre for three weeks straight. Just spooking him, making him cry, making him look like a total pussy. <laughs> right. And you know, and you've got these house shows where it, it takes like five curb stomps to get him down. There's one where at, at this house show where he does the curb stomp and he gets over in the corner and he's yeah, yeah, yeah. And Seth Rollins all pumped and the fiend just gets up. They need to do that. I will pop, I will mark out for that. It's hell in a cell. It has fiend written all, all over it. Unless there's shenanigans, which there could be. Even then, I, I don't think there should be shenanigans. You cannot make the fiend look weak. Shenanigans that cause the fiend to lose makes him look weak, makes him look stupid. He's supernatural. Supernatural is not supposed to be logical, you guys. He's supposed to win no matter what. I, I have to go with the fiend. And if not, I riot. <laughs> yes. That'll be a lot of fans. A lot of fans are going to be pissed if the fiend doesn't win this match. Um, and I'm with you. Like I think that... I can't say it's too soon to give him a title match because he's so over. It's like, go with what's hot. I think that's their mindset is like, this thing is like red hot. People are talking about oh, it. It's like, nuclear. Yeah. But, but it, it, it does leave a bit of vulnerability because if, because the, the fiend cannot lose this match straight up, he no. cannot lose. And they've done a lot of work over the last few years of building Seth Rollins to this point. So it's kind of one of those things too, where it's like, you kind of like to see Rollins have a bit of a title run before the Fiend beats him for the belt, but it's kind of we're, this is it is what it is. This is where we're at, and and there's just no way the Fiend can take an L here. There's just there's no way no. if 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 he loses this match, even even if he even if he wins this match but doesn't dominate to a degree, it's still not good. Like he has to go in there and pretty yeah. much get the shit out of Seth Rollins. I mean, oh yeah. I think, yeah, he has to. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm going to take the theme to win. And then and then the real test after that is like, I mean, then, then as the champion, like they have to book him incredibly strong. Like he has to be, go undefeated. That's the challenge. Yeah. At, le at least a year or so of like, he can't lose a match as the champion. Yeah. I think the only, and another thing they could potentially do that wouldn't piss me off um is you know they've made it so clear that there's such a stark contrast between Bray Wyatt and The Fiend you know you have Firefly Funhouse which is such a difference between that and The Fiend and the, and you know Firefly Funhouse is so dynamic and you know he does this heel hurt and you don't want The Fiend to come out you know like you know uh Bruce Banner with the Hulk you know and it could be like uh, what movie was that was it I don't want to spoil the Avengers for anybody, but 
there was that one where the Hulk couldn't come out. Like Bruce Banner was like, I'm trying, man, I'm trying. They could have like Bray Wyatt come out there, Firefly Funhouse, and just totally get slaughtered. You could have that kind of happen. And then you kind of build up that he just couldn't turn into the fiend or something. Kind of build that kind of dynamic, like that kind of difference between two characters. I wouldn't be totally mad at that. But I just, you build up the fiend so much, man. They There's that video go around, that sweet, sweet, the fiend custom universal championship belt that looks freaking amazing. Oh, I haven't seen that. I'm going to pull that up. You haven't seen that? Oh, man. Oh. It's got... It's got the feet. It says "Let me in" or "Let him in," like in like engraved into the leather. It's on my Twitter somewhere. I said this custom fiend championship belt. It's fire. All right, I'm gonna it's, pull your Twitter up real quick. How long yeah, did like, you put that up? Uh, good luck. It was like forever ago. <sighs> I don't know how search, I missed that. Just search like Jesse the Buckeye fiend championship belt or title or something. It's amazing. Someone made it. Let me look. You know what? Yeah. I'm, I found a... There was like a website reporting on... Um, this isn't real bad. Let me see if this is what... WWE. Ooh, here it is. I did find yeah, a video of it. it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm watching. I know this is uh, intriguing listening for people who are... Uh, yeah. We're waiting, but I'm sorry, everyone. It's going to be a little bit of. I'm just watching this right now. It says like "let him in" or "let me in" or something yeah. inside the leather. Yeah, that's badass. I like. Isn't that, that so tight? Yeah, that that'd be man. That'd be awesome. Very cool. WWE, uh, I would buy the fuck out of that belt. <laughs> yeah. I spent four hundred dollars on it for sure. That's another upside to WrestleRumble.com, another uh, plug for them, because a lot of the time they'll give out championship belts for a lot of the contests, and I bet yeah. you anything, if he wins that title and that belt becomes a real thing, they'll have some sort of giveaway for that belt. Like, I guarantee it. Um, that would be awesome. Um, cool. I mean, that's telling itself for all we know. Um, yeah. Any, any predictions of, like, any other matches that'll get announced? Like, I, I think maybe... Uh, uh, maybe uh, Leo Rush versus uh, Drew Gulak maybe on that show, possibly. For yeah, the- is that supposed to be on there, or is that supposed to be on NXT next week? Oh, you know what? I think, so I so last night, I was watching both shows, um, mm-hmm. AEW and NXT, but I had AEW's volume up, Audio. NXT muted. So, like, yeah. I, I did they make that announcement yesterday that... I- don't think so. I think it was implied. I have not, like, as you did, I did not have audio for NXT. I actually was watching it on my TV, and my husband was actually watching NXT on his iPad, and he had his headphones in, because I was like, I need to watch AEW. We're watching you, it on the you TV. Lay, you, you, you laid, yes. uh, you, you I laid, laid the camera down. Yeah, I did. I was like, <laughs> I've been to Double or Nothing and All Out. I was like, I'm, I wear this damn hoodie for every video, and I get people giving me shit about it. So I it's need to watch hoodie. it. <laughs> great hoodie. It's a great hoodie. It's a great hoodie. I went on a journey in Las Vegas for this hoodie, so I have to wear it all the time. And I wash it all the time, too, you nasties. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> people are like, ew, wash your hoodie. I'm like, dude, I have a schedule, and I've had to switch around my hoodie washing schedule. But, yeah, I mean, but can we just take a moment to, like, appreciate the, the just the magic that happened last night? Like, yes. unreal. Like, it was just. You know, he's sitting there watching. He's going, 
Jessica, you've got to watch this match. You've got to watch this match. I'm like, you've got to watch this match. This match is incredible. And it was interesting because there were times when I noticed him put down the iPad and start watching AEW. There were times you could tell when NXT was getting like a lull. I noticed that AEW didn't have a lot of backstage shit. Anytime someone grabbed a mic, someone got interrupted. So I think that was purposely done by AEW. All action. Keep tuning in to keep you active. So, yeah, I mean, I don't really know what they've got going on. Other things that could happen. I'm assuming there might be a WWE Championship match, even though they're doing one on Friday. Could be some kind of shenanigans. There's no tag belts on the line. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to even think. I would love so to see Heavy Machinery get a shot, but they kind of just lost. So. Yeah. Who is is the, uh, the, revival, the revival, I think. champion on SmackDown now, right? Yes, even um, though they're raw, but yeah, but yeah, hard or something. Yeah, it's you know, garbage. And he's get up as it goes. Um, yeah. And on on Raw, the champions are champions are oh, Rude and Ziggler. Rude and Gable, not Rude and Gable. Jesus, Rude and um, Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that another random tag team that doesn't make any sense, but I mean I guess it does, but it's like you have all these established tag teams and you give it to I mean whatever. Whatever. It could all yeah. change. <laughs> um so yeah, I don't know. Then the IC champion still Nakamura, right? So Yeah, still Nakamura being a gangster, he's so cool. He looks so oh, cool yeah, that I cape. I love that cape. That cape is <laughs> yeah. so cool. I don't understand the bodysuit though. Like he like he looks Okay, the bodysuit, let me tell you what it is. The bodysuit looks like some someone who just got back from like a Thanksgiving dinner who is too full to fully zip it up. And so you got the belly hanging out so that you've like fully, you are fully like agape. <laughs> just like yeah. you're, you just like, it's one of those like fuck it suits. It's like a, not like a fuck suit, but like a just screw it. Like I'm too full. I can't do it. It is. That's what it reminds me of. Every time I see it, I'm like, Shinsuke just had Thanksgiving. That's what it looks like. He just got finished. He just got finished in catering. <laughs> it reminds me of, I, you've watched It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, by chance. Yes, I look like Sweet D, I know. No, 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 I wasn't going to say that. That's <laughs> actually know. really funny that you say that. <laughs> yeah, um, now you get it, now you see it, no, don't you? Sweet D, I, I think Kaylin Olsen's uh, gorgeous, though. Like, I mean, she, that's not a bad thing to be yeah, compared to I mean, uh, Sweet no. D. But her character, yeah, I mean, it's funny. But the, um, there was an old episode where I think the, I think the, they made a band. I think it was called like Electric Dream Machine or something like that. Yeah. Dennis Reynolds is wearing this this like silver bodysuit that yeah. totally reminds me of Kinsuke <laughs> Nakamura. Um, oh my god. And uh, oh no. That's and so uh, what I think happened, which is my my guess, is. For whatever reason, like, you know, a year or whatever into Shinsuke already being on the main roster, Vincent Mann was like, you know what? That guy doesn't have a, he doesn't have a six pack. We got to cover that up. And it's like, oh well. Oh my God. And didn't didn't right. you realize that like a year ago? It's like, it's like similar doesn't to like watch the, NXT. Right. <laughs> similar to like the, like the Seth Rollins, like his theme song. He didn't have that burn it down in the middle of like forever. It was like yeah, the, and then the opening. Yeah. And and apparently that was Vince being like, well, damn it. Why don't we have something there? And that's like, <laughs> it's been like this the entire time. Like, did you just now notice there was there was a gap? Yeah. Like, 
Oh, but uh, sweet old Vince. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, as far as with, I'll start with AEW real quick. So like, as far as that show went, the first match on uh, on Dynamite was Cody versus Sammy Guevara, and I thought the match was was great. Like this is exactly what you want to open up this this show and this series okay. and. And hearing Tony Schiavone's voice on commentary on TNT again. Oh, commentary was great. <clears throat> that was great. Jim Ross, I think, good. did a way better job than he's been doing on, yeah. on previous Ooh. shows. Yeah. You know, it's Excalibur interesting because I did. Good. Excalibur did okay. Um, you know, a three-person commentary team is always going to have that one person that's kind of just, like, trying to get in. I mean, it's kind of, you know, three's company. But I think it, it's interesting for me because having been to Double or Nothing and having been to All Out, which were the two really big shows. I mean, Fighter Fest and Fight for the Fallen. I think, was it Fight for the Fallen? Was that in Jacksonville? That was the one that kind of went head-to-head with uh, Evolve, right? Yeah, the, the gun so, violence uh, yeah. awareness. Yeah. yeah. So I was watching Evolve audio, and that's, I think that's when the subtitles like just took a shit on AEW, too. Like, the subtitles just went wild. But um, So I haven't really sat down and, like, fully listened to the commentary so I was really anticipating that and I think they did great I think they did a really good job kind of trying to explain everything because there wasn't any backstage stuff I mean there was the preview show um on Tuesday which I didn't watch but um you know that kind of because I you know I know what's going on but it was good show for I guess for people who didn't understand like a lot of what was going on like my dad watched it my dad who doesn't even watch wrestling you know he's like yeah I watched that that preview show and I was like oh but it, yeah, I think the commentary did a great job I think so I think they did awesome yeah the one the one nitpick that I had with Excalibur on commentary and this is so nitpicky but like there was at one point what match was it uh, I have to go through the matches real quick to see I can't remember which match it was you called one move that just it just bugged the hell out of me oh it was Hangman Page versus Pop. At one point, uh, Hangman does a well. Back in the day, they called it the the sack of shit. Now they call it the fallaway slam, where like he's yeah, okay. Up. And he uh, he uh, he Hangman does that to Pac off the second rope. He does the fallaway slam, falls back, throws him over his head, and Excalibur's like he hits him with the blockbuster. I'm like, oh. Oh. The, block. the blockbuster is when Buff Bagwell goes on the second rope and he flips over and hits a neck breaker. Ooh. That's blockbuster. What are you talking about? But uh, I thought, but that was such like a little the small thing. Yeah. It ha- but that- I can tell that would bug me though. If I was like, if I was like really like, if I knew every single move and what it was called and everything, that would bug the shit out of me for sure. Yeah. Especially because it's like a move that I really like. You know, it's like yeah, one of those things where, like yeah. If, like if, Jer- like if Jericho walked on like a wall of Jericho or a yeah. line game or something. Someone was like, he's got on the Canadian Maple Leaf. It's like, no, yeah, yeah. No, that's a different move. Um, it's a little cringe. It's like, it's cringe, bro. Come on. <laughs> um, but as far as like the first match on, uh, on Dynamite went, I thought it was, I thought it was great. Uh, Cody gets the win. Didn't hit any, uh, any crossroads on the show, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, yeah. Cause such yeah. an awesome finisher, but, uh, but, I mean, he still gets to win in an awesome match. I mean, there's really no complaints for me at all. Uh, what did you think about, like, that opening match and that kind of setting the tone for, for the rest of the show with Dynamite? I think it was a really great – I think it was, it, was so, it was so proper for Cody to start things off. I think that was a good call. Um, 
I really like how he had the match with Sammy because Sammy's kind of one of those people that a lot of people like probably wouldn't know. Um, it was a great way to kind of introduce like, okay, here's our talent. This is what we're about. And it was nonstop action. I did notice throughout the entire uh, show last night that the top rope seemed a little loose. It was a little loose. You could tell when Pac did yeah. four fifty, And when, yep. uh, during the MJF match too. Cutler think, falling. Yeah. 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 I, I'm, I hope he didn't get hurt. So I did notice that kind of like right away, but it was a great opening match. Um, it was kind of interesting though, because my husband is like going wild for this opening match on NXT and to have that. And apparently that well, it was Matt Riddle and, uh, Adam Cole, right? That was the opening match for NXT. Yeah. I've heard that that was probably the match of the night all around. So it's interesting, but I think just for AEW's sake, I think it was a great opening match. I think it really kind of, and it's so interesting how they just like went right to it, right to it. No, like, welcome to AEW. It's just like, boom, let's go. And I was like, yeah. (laughs) It was cool how they have like that, uh, like almost that, like chandelier looking thing on the entrance ramp. Yeah. And, like the show started and like it lifted up. It's lifted. almost like uh yeah. it's like uh this is the beginning of this whole thing. And then like Cody rises up. Oh, and then um, Cody like looking around, just like I was gonna cry just the way yeah. he looked. It was just like I and I think that that opening shot of him just looking around, I it was just that was so important to me. Like I know that they were comparing the last shot of the night. For both NXT and AEW, but I think that that opening shot with just him looking around was the best one. That was kind yeah. of a whoa, like a picture's worth a thousand words. That was worth more than that. Totally amazing. I'll admit, I straight up cried when Cody uh, hit the throne with the sledgehammer at uh, at All Out, like straight up. Like, yeah, I was like, like this up is and the coolest then. thing. Yeah, and I was like, I was. Uh, it was interesting being there because I was like, what is that? And I was like, oh, it's a throne. And then when, when he got the sledgehammer out, I was like, oh, oh. And then Kingdom hit that music. Oh, that's sweet. He's got the best theme music, by the way. Oh, my God. It's so good. He does. Um, I've mentioned it on my show plenty of times. But for those new listeners who are tuning in because of Jesse being on today, um, and I talk about it on Twitter fairly often, too. I actually went to high school with Cody. And uh, seeing him go from... I mean, because I I watched him from the bench, watched him win two state championships in high school wrestling, and then, like, followed his career to, like, watching him in OVW, then, like, WWE for, you know, 11 years, and now, and it's, like, to see this guy, because I know firsthand he is an awesome human being. Like, he was such a cool guy back, I'm two years younger than he is, so, like, Mm -hmm. when I was a, a freshman, he was a junior, he was a guy that, like, we all looked up to, like, even at that age. And something that not many people know about, like Dusty Rhodes would come to like all of his matches. Like he was That's always so cool. there. And what I always like to bring up about Dusty that so many people just would just wouldn't know about is Dusty Rhodes is like a god in pro wrestling, obviously. And in our town in Marietta, Georgia, just outside of Atlanta, um, everybody knows who Dusty Rhodes is. Like everyone in the state of Georgia knows who Dusty Rhodes is. I mean, he was the, the NWA champion. He was he was the man. He was you know this big influence WCW everything. And at our wrestling matches, Dusty would like work concessions with all the other parents. He'd like pull oh tickets. He 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 wasn't like above anybody. It was so he was cool. humble. Yeah, he was so cool. Like 
my dad still brings it up every now and then because my dad's not a wrestling fan, but he knows I'm a massive fan. And he'll be like, man, there was that one time that I was grilling hot dogs with Dusty Rhodes. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's like this thing. That's amazing. So, so I always like to bring that up because everyone knows about Dusty Rhodes as like this guy who was like this awesome wrestler who helped develop all these NXT talents and all these things. But he was also an awesome parent to Cody. He was just like all the other parents, a totally normal dude, super approachable. One of the only things I ever said to him in person was I walked up to him and started talking to him about how I didn't like how John Cena was the WWE champion. Oh, my <laughs> I God. Telling, I remember telling him that. I was like, Dusty. Do something. Do, do something, something, Dusty. About this. <laughs> um, because That's that was so during, cool. yeah, that was during John Cena's whole, like, transition from, like, the rap. Oh. God. Over and yeah. I was like, I didn't like it. But uh, yeah, you're you're older than me, so we were in high school around the same time. I'm 30. So I was 2007. I graduated. Yeah, I was 06. So that's yeah, makes sense. Um, so so yeah, I like, I like bringing that up because because the perspective that that I've had on Cody this whole time has been like, because I, I watched him in high. I've I've never seen a harder worker in my life in person ever. Like this guy is. He's such a good dude. He's such a hard worker. And to watch him for 11 years in the WWE and just being frustrated and being like, I know this guy can be so much more than this. And now he's doing what he's doing with AEW. And it's like just mind blowing. It's awesome. Yeah. And I think, you know, when you opened up the show, you were talking about, you know, the Fightful Weekender and how you watch all these independent shows and how you've seen, you know, like MJF just kind of go through the ranks. And I think that's kind of the magic for AEW for me. Um, it's, it feels like something I'm emotionally invested in. It's something that I believe in. It's, it's, I've watched these guys kind of, you know, you see them kind of get signed to AEW, like Orange Cassidy and yes. Marco Sun and, you know, Joey Janela. And I've been huge fans of these guys and, and to see them kind of get their name made, like when Orange Cassidy, like when the lights went out, it all out and Orange Cassidy popped up and he got this huge pop. It was just like, it made my heart so happy. And and I think that's kind of the special thing for AEW for me. Obviously, NXT and WWE will always hold a huge place in my heart because that's kind of the standard. But this is this is new. This is big. And it, it's so, it's great to see these guys being successful and to put on amazing matches. And it is, you. it feels like, and I don't want to say it feels real, but the emotion's real. The, 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 the want is real. Like, you know, when you, when you watch WWE and like, you know, when Roman Reigns was getting booed, you're like, eh, you know, whatever, Roman Reigns. But I'm sure he's a good guy in real life and blah, blah, blah. You know, you, you separate that. Yes. There's a little bit of a, a little bit of a, like, emerging a little bit with AW for me. Obviously, they're clearly different people outside of the ring. But to see them kind of grow up almost. It's like watching your kid. Like, it's like, I kind of described it like last night. It was like, I feel like I'm watching like my daughter's year end recital. Like, I'm super nervous. I want them to do so well and I don't want them to get hurt and I don't want things to be bad. But I think that's what makes AEW so special right now for me. And I hope that that translates to the casual fan later on. It does feel much more personal. I think, I think that it will. I mean, I, I didn't watch the uh, the preview show either on Tuesday, but I saw something about like the rating for it was like six hundred something thousand. Yeah, like, like six hundred eighty thousand or something like that. And you know that that's not all hardcore wrestling fans. That's like oh. a lot of those are people that are my dad for yeah. one, like my parents. Exactly. 
I mean, that's awesome. I guess what I'll do is I'll kind of go back and forth show to show real quick. So like, so we have like, you know, the opening match for AEW that we just talked about with Cody and, uh, and Sammy. And then on the other, on the other show on NXT, you brought it up, Adam Colbert's Matt Riddle. I mean that I didn't get to watch it. I mean, I watched it, but not as closely as I was watching AEW. I was, I was basically zoned in on AEW. Then I'd look over to NXT every seconds kind of thing. And, uh, but from what I saw of Adam Cole, Matt Riddle match, it did look awesome. It looked like those guys really, really kick some ass out there. Yeah. I, that's the one match that I went back and watched in full. It was amazing. I just, I have a special place in my heart for Matt Riddle. Um, cause he's my bro. And, um, I just think he's, he's the best. He's like, if I was a dude, he kind of acts like I would just a stoner, you know, yes. but, um, <laughs> I just, they really like they did. They, I mean, my God, it was it was just incredible. You could tell they put their all in it. And Cole has a broken hand. I don't know how the hell he's doing all this with a broken hand. But I mean, that was that could have been match of the year. I mean, it was just that good. And it, it I, I'm almost like scared to watch the rest of the show. Almost, it's like, how do you follow that? Like, whew. When you but can tell that. That was a straight counter program. They were like, we know oh. that AEW is going to start off hot. We're going to we're going to yeah. lead off NXT with like our big our big match. Yeah, it I it just it was like all right, and then you know Finn Balor comes strolling on out, and it's awesome. like oh oh, which I think is I think it's great. He lives in Orlando, you know. He just got married, you know, so he's got all that personal stuff going on. He's I'm assuming he's getting paid WWE like main roster salary. So I'm happy for him. He can kind of build himself back up after being slaughtered by the fiend. So I love it. I I love it. He's one of those guys that I was, I was hoping was going to go back to NXT like him. uh, Another like Sammy. uh, There's like a handful of them that I think, and and shout out to Finn Balor. His wife is smoking hot. She's a, she's like, yeah, uh, She's like a reporter for some like for some outlet. I can't remember which one. Um, I know she's she's bilingual, so I know she does like some sort of. Um, I can't remember where where she works for, but I didn't even know they were together until I found out. Yeah. That she was, like, getting married to her, and I was like, oh, "Wait, Finn Balor's with her, dude!" Shout out Finn Balor. Finn yeah, Balor, I mean, I mean, obviously, I don't want to get to his personal life, but it's like I guess. Dang, he, he wiped her up real quick. So, shout out to Finn Balor, shout out to marriage. <laughs> well, <because laughs> I guess, I, I don't know. Well, the reason that I say that is because a lot of the time, it's a bit more public as far as, like, you'll kind of yeah. know that, like, people are together and stuff. And yeah, Balor, like, he was always just like... Always <laughs> right. And, and with, with, uh, with Balor, it was always, it was always almost, uh, it was almost odd to me because, like, you would always hear all these female fans that would just be like, Finn Balor is the hottest, like, oh my God, Finn Balor. But then you just like see stuff about him where he's just like at home, like playing with Legos and stuff. And I was always yeah. like, is this he guy almost had that. He almost had that Kenny Omega mysterious personality aura to him. Like Kenny Omega, like I have no idea like what the hell he's like behind closed doors. And it was kind of like that was Finn Balor. You had no idea, but everyone just swooned over him. So right. And then yeah. it turns out he's with like some smoke shows. Like, dude, yeah, I didn't even know. This is, I mean, it makes sense, but like, it I just, sense, I didn't, yeah. I didn't know. I respect it. Respect yes, it. 
Absolutely. Yeah. So good for Finn Balor. And I'm good glad that he's married. Finn. Shout out to marriage, I guess. <laughs> Look, That's your thing. I don't know. <laughs> Looks like he's got some new ink also. I noticed like some tattoos. Oh, on did, I didn't look. Arms. Yeah. Ooh, they're all getting new ink. Yeah. Kevin Owens has sweet new ink. <laughs> yes, for sure. So, um, yeah. so I'm, I'm excited for that with uh, with Finn Balor for sure. Switching back over to AEW, we had Brandon Cutler versus MJF. We've obviously talked a bit about MJF already and, and Cutler yeah. falling off the top rope. Um, I feel like I that mean, was like an audible. Yeah, me too. I, I think the I think like you said, I think the top rope the top rope was loose and yeah. he, he just they just improved it the best they could. But in my opinion, if if booked correctly, MJF is the number one heel long term for AEW. He's twenty three years yes. old. He's yes. he he sticks to the gimmick. And one thing I love about him that doesn't get brought up often enough, I think, is that I know everyone's seen the thing with him on, on Rosie where he's doing like, you are my sunshine. Yeah. What I love about that isn't like, I'm not making fun of him for doing it. What I love about it is he kind of already is that kid where they're like, it's nice to meet you, Max. And he's like, I know, you know, and it's like that. Yeah. yeah. But, but then when they get to like, well, Max, what do you want to do when you grow up? Like, you know, you want to be this opera singer. And he's like, I want to be a wrestler. And they're like, yeah, really? And he's like, yeah, yeah. I like the rock and Goldberg. And he gets like all excited yeah. about wrestling. And I'm like, he grew up to do what he wanted to do. He's been yeah. a fan his entire life. And it shows in his work. It shows. And I said, yeah, I could not agree with you more. I said that last night, the moment he walked out there and started talking on the mic, like he does so well, it just, cause I was a little concerned how it was going to, you know, translate over to TV because, you know, he's obviously got a filthy mouth being, you know, a smarky guy, you know, but it translated perfectly. He did beautifully there. I sensed no nervousness. I sensed no fear. I sensed confidence. I sensed such personality. Like he just bled it out from the TV screen into my living room. And I was like, he needs to be a champion. I just, he needs to be main eventing I really wish that match would have gone longer I really would have liked to see him go in the ring a little bit longer but obviously shit happens um but it's almost kind of beautifully perfect in a way because that's kind of such a heel way to lose any or heel way to win anyway so I'm just really excited I love his character I was at Starcast when he had his uh his little thing with the fireplace and everything and I actually sat right next to his dad. Oh, that's and, great. Uh, yeah, and it was just, his dad is so proud. And it's just really cool. And I just, like I said, it's kind of like a personal thing. Like, I mean, obviously you followed him for a long time. And, you know, you see those videos. And it's like, I just really want him to be successful. And I love seeing him roast people on Twitter. It's great. I, like, I avoided him at StarCast. <laughs> I was like, I'm not, I, I can't take it. I could not take a heel talking shit to me. I would just cry. So I just don't say anything. And he's just the bell of the ball right now. He's one of the hottest guys. Yeah, for sure. I, the first time I ever met him in person, it was so funny because, like, I've interviewed a ton of independent wrestlers. And, and most of the time, I, I'd say every time aside from him, like, they totally flip their personalities. Like, they might be the biggest assholes ever when they're wrestling. 
But then when they're like at their merch table or whatever, and you go up and yeah. talk to them and say like, "Hey, that was an awesome match," they're like, "They're like, oh yeah, I appreciate it, man. Thank you know, they're like, totally normal." When I met MJF for the first time, I walked up to him and I put my hand out and I was like, "I was like, hey man, that was awesome, Matt. Like that work was amazing." And he just left me hanging and just didn't say anything back. Like I was just standing there. Very old out. school. Yeah, and he just like looking at me. Just like he's very old school. He lives the gimmick. (laughs) Yeah, he lives the gimmick. It's very old school. You know, it's like kayfabe doesn't exist, and and I appreciate that a lot. It's fun. It's fun to kind of give into the kayfabe and just be like, yeah, he's an asshole. I'm not going anywhere near him. Yeah. Yeah, I totally like. At first, I was like, I was like, wow, what an asshole. And then, like, as I like turned around to walk away, I was like, this guy rules. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's like it's an. You shouldn't be insulted when he roasts you. You should feel honored. It's like that important. And, and I just, I love him. I just want him to do great. I, I just know, don't um, want him to make, make fun of me, please. Just just don't make fun of me, okay? You're great. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell me, don't tell my cat to die. <laughs> like, he's like, kill their dogs and shit. <laughs> it's great. It's like in a PC era. He's like the breath of fresh air that we need. I couldn't agree more with that, for sure. Um, over on the NXT side, we had Io Shirai and Mia Yim. I'll be honest, I didn't really get to catch much of this match. Um, a lick of it. I will say, of all the women in NXT, Io Shirai is by far my favorite. Yes. Um, yeah, so I, I am really, I'm very intrigued by by her character, her work, or her entrance, with like and all the strobe lights. And all that. I think that her whole presentation is is really, really interesting to me. Superstar in the making, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm with that. Um, over on the AEW side, it was a little yeah. awkward, but I, I'm a fan of Chris Van Vliet. I, I like his work. I like, yes, I like he did great. W. He did great. The segment I thought was a little strange with him and Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes, Jay and Silent Bob. It was a little weird, but I will say I am a huge fan Jay and Silent Bob fan. Like, mm-hmm. I've seen all their movies. I can quote. I mean, there's nothing on my wall right now because mm-hmm. I'm in the process of moving to Atlanta. So I've actually moved a lot of my stuff already. But I have... Have you ever seen the movie Mallrats? Have you ever watched it? Yeah, those? of course I have. I, I have, um, like, the, the replicas of the blueprints of them, like, going after LaFour's, the... Oh, my uh, God. That's so cool. So, like, I, like I'm, I'm a huge fan of, of their movies. That's so, like, amazing. I have, like, all this memorabilia. Um, but, uh... That's to say, like, it was cool to see Jay and Silent Bob as a part of this. Like, and, and you yeah. know, Jack Evans and Helico come out, and we also see Private Party become I love part that. Of it. Yeah, it sets up a lot of good stuff. It was, um, I loved it because it kind of reinforced, I think, the whole attitude of AEW last night was fuck the promos, like, fuck the mic work. Like, that kind of, like, you know, Chris Van Fleet was, like, just, like, doing a great job, and then just, like, interrupted. And that just kept happening all night. And it was great. And I kind of, not continuity, but it kind of helped things flow, kept the flow. It didn't kind of, because it, it could have like been a shame, it could have felt like a shameless plug, but it didn't because it just, it, it meshed with the show so well when they did that. And I think that's kind of a great thing. I think that's what AEW has going for it right now. For sure. And I'm looking forward to their movie coming out on the uh, 15th. Yeah. It is. So like, that was a good, that was a good reminder to everybody. Hey, there's a new Jay and Silent Bob movie coming out. And I'm sure there's a lot of crossover between Jay and Silent Bob fans and pro wrestling fans. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind yeah. of the same wavelength. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, And then we also got the, uh, the SCU doing like their whole bit, you know, the worst town. The worst ever. town. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, and that Which led to great. yeah, and then that led to like the them being like on the entrance ramp and all that stuff, and the Lucha Brothers come out. I will say this: the Cerro, I can never say it right, the Cerro Mero thing that yeah, Lucha, it, it's super over. But they need sure. to stop doing it like thirty times a match. Like that pisses me off. Yeah. Every yeah. three seconds, they're putting they it in need something. To make it like, special. It, yes, if they did it like three times, it'd be awesome. But like, yeah. it's the uh, like in the middle of the action, like putting your hand on someone's head and doing this whole thing, and then just like standing there and taking like, it. We get it. <laughs> what do you say? I said it's like we get it. Yeah, we get, we we get, get it. We get yeah, it, we get it. Okay. <laughs> no, but being there live for Double or Nothing and All Out, like. At Double or Nothing, it was so over. So nuclear. Like, it was awesome. So, hey, it was cool. I dig it. And you'd but know like better you said, than being there live for those shows. Like, you would know better than me as far as, like, I, the, the live experience with that. I've seen yeah. them live at uh, Glory Pro Wrestling, which is a, small, oh, yeah. a smaller show but than, than AEW, but still pretty big for an indie show. And it was really fun with, with that. So, but, but with that many people, that's got to be really cool. So. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what, um, if you are ever, anyone listening, if you are ever thinking about going to an AEW show, considering it, there is nothing like it live. It's, I've never been to like an NXT, which is shame on me because I lived in Orlando for like ever. And now I live a little bit over on the West Coast now and I've never been and I should. But I, I would assume it's the same as like a takeover crowd, maybe even more hot. And it, and it helps it kind of does help you, like, if you don't really know what's going on, you're going to know what's going on. You're going to know who's good, who's bad, who's cool, who's not. Um, I would highly recommend you go. It's an experience. And it's not like a WWE event. It's very different in a good way. So kind very of random. Great. Yeah. And I know I, I wanted to go through the rest. This won't take too much longer. I know you did have to get your daughter right? actually i don't because my husband is home he got home early from work so i'm good oh so we don't so, have to rush awesome no yeah awesome. we're good awesome. i just wanted to make sure because i know i didn't want to like bleed into the time that you needed to you know that's always no i love talking about wrestling i don't get to talk about it with people very much so <laughs> i know the feeling i know the feeling that's yeah. part of the reason i started my podcast was like yeah just to be able to talk to other fans and get that's to know why I started wrestlers. making videos because it is. And I think that's the beauty of the IWC, the internet wrestling community. Yes, is it can be good, but it can, it can. Um, so on the AEW side, we had Hangman Page versus. I always wanted to say Pac, it's Pac. but I think they're it's saying Pac. Pac, right? It's they're Pac. Pac. I, I believe I listened to Wrestling Observer Radio this morning, super early, like six a.m. because I was up because mom life, and um. Apparently, according to Brian Alvarez and Dave Meltzer, it is Pac, which yeah. I would rather do Pac, but I don't know. Yeah. So I'm going to make sure to call him Pac from now on. Just to... I know it's going to be hard. I'm going to keep messing it up. <laughs> well, it's like Tupac, X-Pac, you know, all these Pac yeah. that are spelled like that. Now I'm like Pac-Man. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's true, though. Pac-Man is spelled that way, isn't it? Yeah. It's P-A-C-M-A-M, isn't it? Yeah, it's Pac-Man. Okay, hey. Okay, I'm with it. That's how I'm going to remember it. <laughs> Which doesn't oh. make him seem like a very serious heel, but... That's, that's true. <laughs> yeah, Pop he... Makes he, more like he legit thoughts. wrestling-wise, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, as far as the match, though, I thought the match was really good. I mean... Awesome. Hangman Page, another one of those guys similar to MJF, where 
I think Hangman's like 28, which is still super young. But uh, I hate that these guys are younger than me. <laughs> that's what's getting real weird for me also. Yeah, um, even right. with, with pro sports, especially when I'm watching like yes, the NFL and, and, and the NBA and stuff. Yeah. Oh my Ugh. god, like 10 years younger than I am. Um, yeah, crazy. But but as far as like this match, and I think the right guy won too. I think that Pack needs to be he needs to be protected and used as as a top level main event guy, and that. I think Hangman Page does to an extent as well, but I don't think it's as important then as as they do it with Pac. If that makes sense, like yeah, absolutely. You, um, what do you think about the the match and and you know the winner and kind of just I guess all around like between you know what what are your thoughts on Hangman? You know, you know okay. coming short with the title and everything. Yeah, because I was obviously I was at All Out Live, so I did see Pac get over uh, Kenny Omega, which I was not happy for because Kenny Omega is Bay. But um, I get what they're doing with him. But uh, Hangman Page actually holds like a little special place in my heart because he actually raised money for the National Eating Disorders Association by auctioning off his ring gear not too long ago. And I am in recovery from anorexia. And I just, that kind of like blew me away. I was like, whoa. And I just, it really warmed my heart. So he does hold a special place in my heart just because he did that. I thought that was great. Especially because, yeah, because pro wrestling kind kind of, you know, they're so focused on their bodies and all that. So he holds a special place in my heart. I think he's a great wrestler. I think he's incredibly talented. I was a little conflicted on him getting a championship opportunity at all. I was like, ah, that doesn't seem, but they put on, he put on a great match with uh, Jericho. So that was, um, however, Pac has put Hangman Page and Kenny Omega to sleep. They have gone night, night. They are building him up to be a champion, I am predicting. He is going to give Chris Jericho many problems, and I'm all here for it. Um, I think that Pac is a fantastic wrestler, underutilized incredibly in WWE. He has completely rebuilt himself, rebranded himself in such a fantastic way. Um, You kind of saw glimpses of it in WWE when he turned heel, finally. now he's what is it the black arrow now yeah yeah they it's the black arrow i kept calling it the red rocket i was like oh jesus christ no 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 i know so that's what <laughs> i just watched south park Get i haven't heard that term in so long it's so funny yeah south park that i do remember yeah. the, the reference from that yeah yeah so it was sure. like wasn't it the red arrow I wanted it was to call the red arrow, yes. Yeah. Not the red so now, now, What was the red arrow? <laughs> <laughs> well, I called it the falcon arrow at first, and I was like, whoops. Different move. So, yes. Yeah. Um, but I think it was I think it was a great match. I think it was it could have been a show stealer. Um, but obviously I think later on something else that happened definitely stole the show for me. Um I think it was great. And I think it was what was really cool was like immediately after the match, immediately after the match, Hangman Page was going after the ref on Twitter. Like, I, I like it was really what? cool. And I, and I missed that. That's awesome, though. Yes. I didn't know that. Yes. It was Ebner, right? Earl Ebner. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that yeah. was rough for that match. Yeah. Yeah. And so he was like, who put him on this show and blah, blah, blah. And like. I just, and, and I noticed that happening a lot last night. Like, I was like, wow, this person was literally just on TV and they're tweeting right away. 
And I think that that kind of multi-dimensional, not no, multi-platform um, experience, I guess I should say, it's kind of more of an experience, makes it really cool. Because a lot of times, you know, the WWE, it's like they don't, they wait till after. You can kind of tell it's, I don't know, it feels like a, it feels like it's continuing the story. And, you know, with Being the Elite and the Road 2 series that's been on YouTube so much, it's, it's cool to see. So that was cool. So I did. I liked it. I get it. Pac, I keep wanting to say Pac, goodness gracious, is going to be a force to be reckoned with in AEW, and rightfully so. Yes. I will say the only, um, I guess, issue I had with, with AEW Dynamite was the refereeing to an extent. Um, not because they were oh, missing. What's that? Was it the over like animation of the refs or no 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 stuff? like just like the the fact what well, for one well we'll get into it with the main event but like how the ref just like totally yeah. ignored the yeah. running like like it's yeah. like any other match no GQ. that was never established yeah right so like that was a little weird and then like I can't say I have an issue with the ref I should rephrase that I don't have an issue with the referees in the other match because they were just playing their roles like they didn't mess up. But there was, like, a few matches kind of in a row there, it felt like, where, like, the referee just, like, missed the thing that led to the ending of the match kind of thing, where it's like, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't need, I don't necessarily need that so much, but the match is delivered. It's a very small thing, but I think it's more so highlighted by that, that main event that we'll get to, where I was like, yeah. wait a second, Mossley just came in and started beating the yeah. hell out of like, no one's doing anything about it. Yeah. Right? There needs to be like a uh, an official rule book or something posted, or just like a street fight, like it's a no. Yeah. Okay. Like problem yeah. solved. I guess maybe they wanted to give it like their own. I don't know. We'll we'll talk about it later. Yeah, it was still great. Though. I mean, yeah, it's it great. Well, I'd still rate AEW overall as like a B plus, A minus, like level show. Yeah. And, I, and I'm only giving A pluses to like, like yeah. the best show. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. that's a very double or nothing to me was an A plus show. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. Oh man, that was uh, so fun. Over on the NXT side, we had uh, Johnny Gargano versus Shane Thorne. I didn't get to catch the majority of this match either, but I did catch a good chunk of it. It wasn't as long as like the title matches. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it's good to see. I mean, they're clearly they're clearly like I don't know if rebuilding Gargano is the right word, but it's like. It's he's in he's in such a strange spot because there's it feels like there's nothing more that he could possibly do for the in brand. It, yeah. NXT, mm-hmm. But I think he would be screwed if he got called up to Raw or SmackDown. Oh, absolutely. So, I completely agree. He's so like, you know, he's just in this really weird no man's land of like he's going to have great matches. Like that's no oh, one's ever yeah. gonna debate that. And he's incredible. He's in the, the most brand. reliable great match producer. On, in WWE, yes, I agree with that. So, um, so did you did you get to catch this match at all? Or no, I don't even know who won. Was it Gargano or was it yeah, Shane Thorne? Gargano won with the uh, I don't even know what he calls it. It wasn't the Gargano escape. It was like his like you know like like praying motion like super kick. Oh like, yeah yeah okay. I don't know. Um, like the one half of the Probably DIY some, finish. I got some nerd Disney name or something. Probably. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, Johnny. I love you, Cleveland, but (laughs) Um, I saw him at Disney World. You saw him at Disney World? Yes, him and Candice LeRae were at Disney. 
and I freaked out. <laughs> I screamed once it once I clocked it. I was like, oh, I went like that. It was really funny. But John, you're wrestling. I, I did. I had to go sit down. I was carrying my daughter. I was like, I need to go sit down. <laughs> <laughs> they seem but, like awesome people. Um, but yeah, yeah, he does. Don't take this the wrong way to the listeners. Johnny Ariana comes off as very dweeby to me, like just like very like nerdy. And mm-hmm. but but it's also what kind of makes me like him at the same time, because I know he was like this. He was like this like chubby kid growing up who was like where I've seen like the pictures of him like dressed up as Shawn Michaels and stuff and it's like similar to the MJF thing I'm always gonna pull for wrestlers that I knew have been fans their whole life and are living out their dreams so like so his his dweebiness actually adds to why I like him so I'm not using it as a bad thing it's not a bad thing right exactly um over on the AEW side this is kind of a polarizing one to me. So we had Nyla Rose uh, versus Riho, and yeah. Riho is the new AEW Women's Champion. Um, Nyla Rose polarizing for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, I'll say this: I, I assure anybody listening, I am not transphobic. I'm one of these people that like. I think we get one life to live. Live it how you want to. Mm-hmm. Love who you want to. I'm pro gay marriage. I'm pro free speech. I'm pro all these things. But I don't think Nala Rose is that good as a professional wrestler in comparison yeah. to someone like Britt Baker or a lot of like these other women on the roster. I would have yeah. rather have seen one of them against Riho than Nala Rose personally. Or even if you have Awesome Kong and you want to do the the monster thing, yeah. use Awesome Kong because I just think she's a better performer than Nala Rose. Yeah. But I thought this match still was pretty darn good. Oh, it was amazing. I there there were times like when when Riho flipped off the top rope onto the outside and Nyla Rose caught her. Like I screamed. I screamed. I almost woke up my daughter. And there were so many like great moments in this match. And it's one of those matches where you look at it and I guess you know look at it on paper. Um, you're like Nyla Rose, obviously. I mean, she's more powerful. She's, you know, clearly outmatched, you know, Riho, but Riho won. Riho, and it's just, it was so cool to see because I don't think you would ever see that in WWE, especially, especially not for like a championship. And I hate to compare, you know, but, the, but it's, you almost have to, because that's what I'm used to. Yeah. And that's, WWE that's is the, what I'm used to. That's the standard. the standard. Yeah. Right. And, well, it kind of gave it away, though. When I saw that damn belt, that miniature kid-sized belt, yeah, I was like, why is it so small? That's not going to look good on Nyla Rose. She's, you know, she's beautiful, but that belt's not going to look good on her. I was like, oh. So, I kind of, I mean, I kind of like the belt, but it's really small, so it's kind of weird. I don't feel like that, that belt is not made for everybody. And if we're going to be body diverse, um, something needs to change about that. So, Especially when you but, have this gigantic men's championship. Like, Jericho's yeah. belt is huge. Yeah. it's And it's so intricate. I mean, the belt itself is beautiful. It's just, it's just you know, kind of, you know, enhance. Like, make it bigger so we can see it. It's really pretty. Um but I thought it was a great match. It was really one of those where it was just like, I couldn't believe what I was watching. Like, and not in a bad way, not like this is so fake kind of way, but it was like, wow. Uh, just 
the way that Riho would come back and the way that she would kick out and there were, it was just, it was, um, it was definitely a different style. And I think, I believe NXT had the women's championship match on as well, kind of yes. at the same time. And they were both very different. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I will say, I think this was the best match I've seen Nala Rose have. Um, this yes, is absolutely. Um, absolutely. And I can't match. stress it enough. I, I just feel like I need to, in like the era we're in, like any qualm I have about Nyla Rose has nothing to do with her gender and stuff. It has nothing yeah. to do with that. It's simply from a performance standpoint. Like, and and I think she's going to continue to get better. Like, because she did have a, a, this good match against Riho, and she did do a few things like that when she did the uh, the front flip to the outside on the chairs. I was like, that's, Yo, that's, yes, I, mean, I forgot you, about that. Yeah, that's, that's great. That's great. It was awesome. Yeah. But but then it's like after the match, like I don't know if that's on Nakazawa or her, but that powerbomb box and was like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> with, oh God. Yeah, that that was bad. And then I think there was something in the middle of the match too. Someone I think she was no, it was uh Riho was trying to pick her up. Yeah. And I was like, it looked like a botch, but then I was like, oh, it was Riho because you know, Nyla's, you know, bigger than her. So I just one thing that I not, that I like about Nyla Rose is I was at at Starcast again. Um I was at the Women of AEW panel and she is such a good shit talker. My god, she is, can is snap. Nyla? Nyla Rose, yes. Oh my god, if you want to go on Fight TV and watch that panel, it is worth watching because she is a good shit talker. She snaps back. And I really think if her in-ring work doesn't improve, you need to, you know, show that that personality side of her a lot more. Because that instantly made her get over with me. I was like, yes, yes, girl. I was like, you keep going. And so I saw that dimensional side of her. So that's definitely something to note. I know I they haven't really got it. So. Yeah. Yeah, if I check that out, maybe my opinion will change a little bit more, too. Yeah, it just multidimensionally, she is charismatic. So I do like that about her. It's going to be interesting having Riho as the champion, though, um, who's someone who probably won't be on the mic as much. So, like I said, I don't really know what they're going to be doing. Um, and obviously, there was that strange run-in by Kenny Omega at the end um, to help. Obviously, he trained her. They're good friends. Um, so I don't. Did they say that? Did they establish why Kenny Omega came out? Yeah, they mentioned it during the match. I think that they had that he had like helped train and they like they've teamed together and stuff like that. Yes. And that Riho yeah. started training when she was nine, which is just complete insanity. Like it's the truth. Yeah. It's just it's insane to think about. Um, Riho to me, I think she's a really good worker. I really do enjoy Riho's work. Um, she's just so dainty she's so little yes she's like, very tiny yeah that like but what, what kind of is nice about that though is you get the feeling that anybody can beat her so like one of those things so that's it's like the first thing i thought yeah so like so i think all of her title defenses are gonna be like it isn't like this foreground conclusion like riho's gonna have this this crazy long reign yeah. i think it's gonna be like and, and her next challenger could very well be the one who beats her yeah she's the underdog champion like yeah. she's the champion that is the underdog, you know, and it's that's a very good point. 
I think had they and I didn't even think of that about that until just now. You know, you put the belt on Lila Rose. Who's going to stop her? Who the hell is going to stop her? You know, uh, it's like no one. She's just going to reign supreme. And so to put the belt on Riho makes a lot of sense because they can kind of showcase their women's division a little bit more, I feel like. So it looks like her versus Britt Baker is, is going to be next, at least based that's on gonna the fire. commentary. I think that's going to be awesome. And it's also worth mentioning that, uh, that Nyla Rose did the, uh, did the kick out at 3.5 Hulk Hogan Ultimate Warrior yes. style where like she, she lost the match, but still kicked out. Yes, so which was can, great. It kind of, it kind of, uh, protects Nyla Rose to an extent as well there. Yes. Yes, it did. I, I did not catch it. I, I caught it, but I didn't clock it. Cause I was probably making a video. Um, yeah, I did. Cause <laughs> I was like, Oh my God, Riho won. But that is true. And I, that's a, that's a small little touch. That's yeah. very, Nice. And then uh, you mentioned it a second ago, but over on the NXT side, we had Shayna Baszler versus Candice LeRae in a match where, once again, it's consensus here is like I didn't get to watch as much as I was watching the AEW, um, but I did get a good, I did get to watch a good amount of the Baszler and LeRae match because I was I was paying a bit more attention to both women's matches um, at the yeah. same time, and. I'll say this. I think Candice LeRae is like, she's a future superstar. Like, with she is so talented. She, she is. And, and as somebody who, I mean, my full time job is within the MMA space, I've been familiar with Shayna Baszler for a very long time. And, and even to back when she was training with like Josh Barnett, like forever Whoa. and stuff. And like to see what she's done as a pro wrestler in NXT, Shayna Baszler rules. Like, I love yeah. her as NXT champion. So, so I was glad to see Baszler retain and it. And I don't think it hurts Candice at all. Like it's, it's, it was, it's like a win-win scenario. Like you mm-hmm. have this dominant women's champion, keep that belt on her. She's super believable. I love Baszler's title reign and Candice can still be one of the top tier women on the show without the belt. And she's still, she's still featured and still like, like I said, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt Candice to have that loss. Yeah, I I did I, I saw a little bit of this match. I was really paying attention to Riho and Nyla Rose because I felt that was a very um important match. Um just in the just the landscape of professional wrestling for so many different reasons. Um and I was pretty certain that Shayna was gonna retain. And so I was like, okay. Um and she did, but I did kind of see the reaction on Twitter be a little sour. People were not happy. I completely get it. I to echo what you said, she's tough shit you know she's super tough it doesn't hurt Candace because I mean losing to Shayna is you know not it's everybody does no one can beat her and it's to me it was fine it was yeah. fine like so. I'm not a huge fan of intergender wrestling but like I would be okay Shayna could a Baszler beat Shana, guys up. Like, oh she could hang she could hang with anybody that would be so cool but yeah. I guess <laughs> but to my point is like I feel like any woman who loses to Candace or to to, uh, to Shayna Baszler, there's like there's it's just no shame in it. Like no, there's no it does not knock someone down at all. And I'll uh, I'll stay on NXT um for a second here because we had two more matches on NXT and one more on AEW. Mm-hmm. So on NXT, the next thing that happened was uh, Pete Dunne defeating Danny Birch, and yeah, this match was pretty pretty short. Um, yeah, I didn't. 
hear anything about this match until I saw some like highlights of it. Heard nothing about it. Yeah, pretty much all I really caught of it was like the entrances. Uh, was watching AEW for the most part. Looked back over and saw Pete Dunn hit the bitter end for the one two three. So I was like, okay, well that's what I expected to happen, and it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, Pete Dunn's so cool. Pete Dunn's awesome. He really is. I love Pete Dunn. Um, and after the match, Damian Priest, who used to be known as Punishment, yes. is on the Indies. Um, I love Damian Priest. Yeah, and he is a guy. He checks every box the Dude, WWE is looking for. Perfect. Yeah. He he's just so cool. I've I'm as soon as he like debuted in NXT, I was like, I like him. I was like, I yeah. really like him. Love what they're doing with him. Name change, whatever. Perfect. Yeah. He's like he's like goth buff ricochet. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a good a good way of looking at like, it. Yeah. He he and like he does he does flippies like ricochet and but he's like so much like cooler to me. <laughs> Sorry, ricochet. Well, but, it's funny that you say that because like when I see him, I the what comes to my mind is this is everything they wish Roman Reigns was. Oh shit, you're right. Because it's like this guy Gosh, has yeah. the size and the look, the but can yeah. also go in the ring like all the other top guys you know what i mean like yeah. roman's a bit I, I i do like roman reigns like i'm not uh, one of these guys who just yeah. like shits all over roman reigns but but roman reigns is like somewhat limited in like his move set and stuff damian priest can literally do anything oh yeah exactly i think that's probably a better comparison <laughs> than mine um but you're so right i think you know obviously now we kind of understand why roman reigns would kind of get gassed so early you could tell he would just kind of, but obviously now it makes sense, but he can't, he's got that stamina. He's got, he's so fit. He's so athletic. He's huge and he's perfect. Yeah. So. And I think they signed him at the right time too, because he, uh, he hadn't been in, in ring of honor for that long before they signed him. Like they, they, they struck while the iron was hot with him. Like it was like, okay, we see the potential in this guy. Let's sign him before Basically, probably before AEW, like and stuff like that. It was like, let's let's yeah. get this guy now. And uh, they saw the potential in him, and they want to develop him to fit their system for sure. Yes, for sure. And I think he's going to be a big time player with them. Uh, he really NXT is for as much as I love AEW, like for all these different reasons. Mm-hmm. NXT is stacked with talent as well. They're stacked. Because it's like, when you have someone like Keith Lee or someone like Donovan Dijak or whatever he's, uh, Dijakovic now or whatever, whatever his stupid name whatever, is. Whatever, um, whatever, uh, Kenny Omega called him. Was it <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. But it's like, when you have those guys as like mid-carters. Yeah. show is stacked. Like. Yeah. But, you know, it's also, they've kind of, we've kind of seen them develop a little bit more. AEW is kind of just starting, and unless you've like been paying attention to the indies, you don't really know who the guys in AEW are. But you're right; they're stacked and they're talented. It does not NXT doesn't feel developmental anymore, really. No, no, not at all. Especially yeah. when they put Balor back there. I think that was like the first <gasps> real sign of like this is an equal thing to Raw and SmackDown. Like yeah. we're, because they because they would be invested a lot of marketing and, and years into Finn Balor on the main roster and to to put him quote unquote. I can't say down, but back over to NXT. Yeah. I think that sh- that that speaks more to the NXT brand and how the company feels about it than a demotion to Finn Balor for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, over on the AEW side, we had the main event, 
the Elite, the team of Kenny Omega, Matt and Nick Jackson taking on Chris Jericho, Santana, and Ortiz. Um, thought this match was, was a lot of fun. We've already mentioned, you know, the John Moxley run in and him hitting the uh, the paradigm shift onto the yeah. glass table was sweet. Uh, oh, that was so cool! I guess. <laughs> and I, I love Moxley's reaction to it. He's like laying in the glass, just like yelling. And they like, never went back. They never showed them again, which was right. almost okay. But before that, can we talk about the cleaner tease? With the mop? Oh, with the mop. Yeah, yeah, sure. Oh, my God. I screamed. I screamed. I was like, oh, shit. Because that's, that's what I'm waiting for. That's what he's kind of been teasing. Um, Obviously, with the kind of heel shit on, like, being the elite and the Road 2 series and all that. But one thing I need to get out of the way. AEW, I don't know if you're listening, but can we please stop with the black and neon green ring gear? I swear to God, they've all done the black and neon green, and there was a match. Was it at? I can't remember if it was double or nothing or all out, but it was like best friends and someone else, and they were all wearing the same color, and I was so confused. I had no idea who was who. Probably I had no idea. Who was. Helico, probably. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, okay, you're all wearing the same color scheme, and then the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega come strolling on out. And neon green and black. And I was like, guys, stop. What is this? What is your, like, no. Your co- that's, neon green is nowhere near, what is it, gold and white? Like, come on, guys. It was, <laughs> it was your color scheme. So that, that was a small, very minute thing that bothered me a lot. I don't know if they borrowed their gear. Um, but, yeah. Um, this match was lit. The brawl afterwards was fucking wild. People kept running in. Dustin Rhodes came out. Um, obviously, John Moxley. And then we had the run-in. The run-in from Jack Swagger. I know it's not his name. Is he not going by? He's not. He's Jack Swagger's dead, right? Yeah, so he's, he's been... Feeling it. He's going he, by his... I, I, well, I think he's going as Jake Hager, I think. And that's at least the name he's been using when he's been fighting for yeah. Bell. Um, but he's been going... He's it's it's really strange because he's pretty much marketed himself. Once again, this goes to like me paying close attention to the MMA side of things. Like when he when he fights for Bellator, mm-hmm. he is called Jake Hager, but almost everybody who talks about him says Jake Hager, yeah. formerly known as Jack yeah. Swagger. Yeah. So I think I could be wrong. I could direct message him and ask, but I probably won't because I don't want him to like think I'm crying too much. But I think he owns the rights to the Jack Swagger name at this point. I'm pretty Does sure. Does he? I think. I think. Okay. Um, I'm not 100% sure on that, though, because I, I have heard rumblings of him using the Jack Swagger name in future Bellator fights, but there also might be some weird legal thing where he can use it in MMA, but not in professional wrestling. I don't I don't know how, oh. how that works. Yeah. Um, buddy. Um. But it's just one of those things where, like, it was cool to see him because he's a recognizable guy who, as far as professional wrestling wrestling fans are concerned, unless you were following Lucha Underground, which most people weren't. Yeah. Last time you I was seen, like out by season one. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, most people, the last time you've seen Jack Swagger on W or on a pro wrestling TV, it was in the WWE. So, like, another kind of shot fired at at Vince and and the WWE mm-hmm. because now you got another another big signing over here on AEW. Yeah, I think 
I, I, I was totally cool with it. I think the, the big thing that people aren't realizing is, well, people are like, oh, well, you know, other than his championship run or whatever, he was a mid-carder. And people don't realize that he's undefeated in Bellator right now. He is yeah. just kicking ass and taking names. And I he's think that that's something that... two total jabronis, though. I have yeah, to that's the guys true. Looks like, I mean, they... It's they're finding people who are not full time fighters to fight him, but he has kicked their but, ass very handily. Yes, handily kicked their ass. Um, I it feels like that's what they're going for. I feel like they're not. They're trying to go. Yeah, he was wrestler, but look at what he's doing in MMA right now. They're trying to build him up as one of those legit, like a Shayna Baszler. I was gonna kind of make that comparison a little bit. Like, uh, I was just kind of make that parallel, like. You know, she's a legitimate fighter. She could legitimately kick ass. And I guess so could he. Um, it was a little weird to kind of end the show with that. I think they were making it up for a much bigger reveal than... See, I didn't see it as like it was... Everyone was like, that was the big reveal. Like, that's so disappointing. I was like, no, it wasn't. To me, that was just heat of the moment, running, really cool surprise not taking away it, it was perfect because it didn't take away from what was just happening it didn't take away from the john moxley it didn't take away from like dustin Rhodes coming out it didn't take away from like anybody else coming out it didn't take away from any of the other matches that happened it was perfect to me like i was like great cool i can't wait for next week like that's that's the big key right there that's what people need to understand this is the first week of a show that will hopefully be on forever so yeah, like, that's what i said like forever so <laughs> So, like and everyone's like it was so open ended. I'm like that's the point. Well, and also like hypothetically speaking, like if the ending of that show was to start some sort of a stable where like Jericho's the champ, it looks like that for sure. And you have like Sammy Guevara, like you don't like Jack Swagger fits that role perfectly as like an enforcer type position because like you don't want oh, someone yeah. who's going to come in and overshadow Chris Jericho because Jericho is the champion yeah. and he's, he's the leader of this whole thing. So you don't want it to be like CM Punk, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you, you don't know? want it to take away from the talent because that's not what AEW is about. Right. So I, I thought it was great. Um, I, uh, I think Jack Swagger has a lot more to offer the pro wrestling business than in kind of in a, in a similar way to Cody, it's like I think he was underutilized in the WWE, and he'll have he'll have his opportunity. And it's sink or swim. Now it's like you got to yeah. prove yourself. Like your yeah. AEW roster is stacked with talent. If you can't perform, they'll someone else will will rise yeah. up that spot. So it's going to put Swagger in a position where he's got to either show that he is worth it or he'll, he'll put up it. or shut up for sure. Yeah, for like sure. I, I I do I think. This is, and I think it's almost kind of like a statement piece to the roster in WWE as well. You, If you think you're being underutilized, if you think that you have more potential than you're being given the opportunity to show, come over here. Look what these guys are doing. Look what Cody Rhodes is doing. I mean, my God, look at what, you know, John Moxley hasn't even like really fought that much other than what was it against uh, Joey Janela? And yeah. uh, he's already a superstar just taking no shit you look at pack my god look at the difference he's being built up as just the most legitimate superstar and now we've got you know the mysterious jack swagger i'm just gonna call him jack swagger because that's what pro wrestling fans will know him as and i'm i'm excited to see what happens i'm really pumped 
I'm excited. There's a lot of open-ended. What are they going to do, like, background-wise? Like, are they going to do more storylines? But I guess we'll get our answer next week. Yep. And it makes me want to tune in next week, which is the whole point. Yeah, um, exactly. And then over on the NXT side, we had Ooh, one more on the NXT side. We had uh, Undisputed Era defend and retain the NXT Tag Team Championships over the Street Profits in a match that I thought was really, really good. Um, I did catch, uh, similar to some of these matches, like I didn't get to see as much as, as I normally would, but I did catch a really good portion of uh, of this match. I was paying attention. The overrun time yes. is very helpful here. Absolutely. That's a great point. Yeah. They did an extra, like, five 15. to ten minutes. Was it 15? It was 15. Well, it was uh, it was set onto uh, programming, like TV guides, as 15 minutes. So, Gotcha. Um, yeah. Um, and that makes sense. That, that, that sounds right. And uh, yeah. one thing I'll bring up, I bring it up every time I talk about this team. I sound like a broken record of people who listen to this on a regular basis. Kyle O'Reilly, in my opinion, is the most valuable person on the roster. Yes. Kyle O'Reilly is just, he's just so freaking good. It's unreal how good that guy is. Um, Super good and underappreciated, I feel. Yeah. Well, because he's one of those guys that like, if it was me, if I was booking NXT, which I don't, mm-hmm. I don't like to do fantasy booking, but if it was yeah, me, I, I would have taken Roderick Strong and Bobby Fish and teamed them, and then had yeah. Kyle as the North American champion. Like I would have, I would have put Kyle O'Reilly as because Red Dragon's an awesome yeah. team. Like Fish and yeah. O'Reilly are awesome, no doubt about it. They're one of my favorite tag teams. But Kyle O'Reilly is this utility guy, in my opinion. That's just like. He's just so valuable. Like, if I, I said it when I had Sean Ross Sapp on my show, we were talking about O'Reilly a little bit because we were on the same page with him, like both being MMA. Hey, sorry, hold on. My phone is playing music. There we go. Sorry. You're okay. Like, what the heck? Okay. But, uh, but like me and I, I, like Sean will say a lot of the same stuff I do because like we're both pretty MMA based in like our line of thinking and stuff. And we see someone like O'Reilly, I was telling him, I obviously don't make the like the personal comparison for obvious reasons, but like if Chris Benoit existed in 2019, that's what Kyle O'Reilly is. Like he's wow, this guy yeah, who's just right. he's just his everything he does looks believable. He yeah, it feels real. It has play. impact. It has impact for sure. Yeah, yeah. he has this weird charisma about him, like the way he like plays the belt and stuff. Like a yeah, guitar. like he's he's so money to me i love kyle o'reilly yeah he's like he feels like he could be your bro you know like not to be matt riddle but he feels like he's someone if you like saw them like out at the on the grocery store he's approachable he feels approachable he feels real and it's just like it it is cool like in the ring he's so powerful i think it's like the best word and it does kind of feel like he's kind of been lost in the shadows of Undisputed Era and the other members of Undisputed Era. And they're all great. But it, it is kind of sad. Yeah. And, I, and I hope to see him utilize more. And obviously with NXT, I mean, we're going to get so much more now that it's two hours. You know, you never know. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, Street Profits also, I feel like, need to just stay in NXT. I agree. And uh, Bobby Fish, too. Like, I'm a fan of his as well. I don't Oh, like, yeah. Like, Bobby Fish sucks or anything like that. Yeah. But, yeah all, all four of the people involved in this match are, are great. 
Oh yeah, I mean, we love and we are an undisputed era household. My husband has the theme as his ringtone, so it, every time shock the system, <laughs> it's like oh you're getting a phone call, <laughs> and uh, so I do. I love them. I love that that's kind of like a little stable and an XT, a little mini one. Um, I wish it would go into a full blown faction. That would be super cool, but obviously you never know. Um, but I do. Anyways, the Street Profits, I think they need to stay in NXT. I don't get what they're doing with them on Raw. I don't like what they're doing with them on Raw. I don't think they're appreciated. It feels like they're just hype dudes, and I don't appreciate that. They deserve better. I like to see them in the ring. And I'm sure that anyone who was a casual viewer of Raw who tuned into NXT and saw them perform last night said, why aren't they in the ring? So just stop with them on Raw. Find someone else. Find... A completely separate person. Hell, have me go up there. I'll be your hype woman, WWE. If that makes the Street Profits go down into NXT or go laterally into NXT and stay there and be appreciated, just do it. Find someone else to do that. You just Stop. They're charismatic enough in NXT. Keep them there. Especially Montez Ford. I think that he's like, yes. yeah, he's he's got everything that WWE would, would want out of a performance. Oh, yeah. Um, and Angelo Dawkins is good too. Angelo Dawkins is a great example of somebody who has just stuck with it and is getting a yeah. chance now. Because yes. I remember him from like the first NXT shows back at Full Sail, like yeah. when he first got on the network and like he was doing, he was basically a jobber for like years. He's definitely improved because what what always like kind of threw me off about him was his, you could tell his stuff was very heavily choreographed. Mm-hmm. It felt like this is a routine. Like, and he would, like, go with the motions. He, he wouldn't really go with the flow of the match. He would go with the motions that he, like, the spots that he was supposed to do. It felt very choreographed. And now it kind of feels like he's finally getting away from that. But it did feel very heavily choreographed to me. Yeah, so. that's a good point. Um, yeah. The match itself I thought was good, though. And that's all you can oh, really yeah. ask for. Great match. Uh, I think the right team won because I do like the Undisputed Era having all the uh, – I guess all the male titles because they don't have a female in the group. Although, I mean, like, at this point, they might as well. I mean, like, recruit Shayna Baszler or something. I mean, like, why not? You know what would be so cool? What would be such a swerve is if Candice LeRae decided to join. That'd be actually really cool because that would automatically, like, because with her. Fuck, yes. Organo being, like, the super baby baby and everything. Yeah. That's actually a great idea, Jesse. I love that. That. Uh, Book it, Vince, or book it trips. Book it trips. Okay. Um, and then you know they the last thing we see is uh you know NXT has their big reveal at the end of their show, and Tommaso Ciampa comes out and basically I mean he's staring at the title while Adam Cole's holding it. He wants Goldie back. Yeah, he uh, does. And he gets a massive uh, baby face reaction oh. from the crowd. And it, what's great is like everybody who was watching AW like had tuned into NXT. For this you know by the time because of that runoff and it was like oh and like I had tuned in and I saw it and I was like oh shit so like but it was it was awesome and I'm excited I do fear for his neck um yeah. that is something that will just kind of like with Daniel Bryan uh, I fear about his head Alexa Bliss fear about his head I fear about his neck I really that just you know it scares me as a mom <laughs> I like to worry um but going to make us tune in is that hook man that hook don't think that the jack swagger reveal should be compared i don't think it was the same i think 
they're completely different things. I think NXT was just kind of doing that to get talked about. And it was great. Don't get me wrong. It was awesome. It was super cool. Both great shows. Excited for next week for both of them. So, but we shall see. Will he get Goldie back? We will never know until what's the next? When's the next takeover? I guess they're not takeovers anymore. When's the next one? Is that in Chicago? That's a good question. Probably. I think it's in Chicago during Survivor Series. That would make sense. Yeah, no. And now, or it's War Games, right? Is it War Games? I don't know. Actually, let me see if it's uh. Have they have they actually like announced the next? I don't. I think they did. I thought because like do I. Do you do they still call it? So they do still call it takeover takeover to an extent. So they have NXT takeover war games. Yeah, November twenty third. So Survivor Series. Yes. Yes. Um. Yeah. So like it's between Crown Jewel and Survivor Series, basically. Oh. Right Um, about that. The sands of time. (laughs) The sands of time. Um. But uh, but yeah, I mean, we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe all this is building towards war games, where you have like Champa coming back, you have Finn Balor showing up, maybe you have like the Undisputed Era right. versus like a team of like those kind of guys, that'd be pretty sick. But, like Gargano, Undisputed versus Disputed. <laughs> <laughs> right. But think about that. Maybe I mean, maybe maybe that's. I mean, I could think of four guys right off the bat that would make sense. If you do, you know, you do Undisputed Era, you do Champa, you do Balor, you do Gargano, and you do Riddle, maybe, and just have... Oh, fuck, right. I mean, yeah. that's all the match. Whew! That all is the people funny. who want to fight John Era want to fight yeah. for the belt. <laughs> and then they'll just all start fighting each other. At, you know, then, whoever wins, they'll just start throwing punches. That would be great. I, yeah. One thing I did notice, um, obviously, NXT's been on for, like, three weeks now this was the third week obviously this was like the big premiere um to literally just combat aew uh last week's nxt dragged for me it felt really slow that second hour sucked sorry nxt i love you i mean compared to all the other nxts it sucked um that second hour dragged for me just like really just i mean i was really trying to get into it but it dragged so it'll be really interesting to see how next week goes. I feel like it is going to slow down a lot. Hopefully not. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what AEW does, obviously. So hopefully NXT doesn't drag, but I'm already kind of expecting it to. So maybe that's to NXT's advantage. Don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. It's very interesting times right now. Professional. Oh, my God. I'm so and excited. So as a fan, I am uh, very excited. It's. It feels like the best time ever to be a pro wrestling fan in history between AEW, NXT, the move for SmackDown to Fox, uh, Raw kind of having their... Oh, yeah, tomorrow. There was some really weird stuff that went on. Um, oh, then you have all the independents. You have Impact Wrestling. You have... You have Impact Wrestling. Of Honor. New Japan's running wild. Yep. This Sunday, I'll be going to Southern Underground Pro, Subgraps here in Nashville, Tennessee, which is my favorite... Independent promotion, so uh, they run shows every two every two months out here in Nashville. Oh and that's my gosh, really, really? Really, the only thing that'll be so when I moved, I moved to Atlanta on the twenty fifth of this or the twenty sixth of my this. My condolences. Month. What's that? My condolences. 
Wait, well, my condolences. I almost moved to. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I almost yeah. moved to like uh, this neighborhood called Sugarloaf. I don't know where that is. There's like a big golf course there somewhere on the outskirts of Atlanta. Yeah. I want to say Gwinnett. Gwin- well, Gwinnett. 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 Yeah. What's yeah. Gwinnett? <laughs> I uh, so obviously. Yeah. The one thing that'll keep me linked to Nashville is like I'll still I'll always come up for these sub shows every two I months. I love that. I still come up with that. Yeah, and you know Nashville's been a fun run. I've been here for about ten years now, and uh, were you there for the just, draft? You the draft? I was. I didn't go downtown though. It, ah. was, too, it was too much. It was just ah. too much. Uh, it, the the thing with Nashville is like I'll always have. There's always going to be a, a spot in my heart for Nashville, Tennessee. I have good friends here and everything, but it's just well, for one, pretty much my whole family is in Atlanta. Like at this point, like. My brother, my stepsister, my stepbrother, my dad, every like everybody lives within five minutes of each other. And I found a place that's like within that five minute radius of everyone. Okay. So Family's it's cool that I can family's so important. Yeah, yeah, it it is. I moved, something... we moved over here to be closer to family. So I totally get that. Nashville was total place in your heart, it's not that far. No, exactly. I'll still come yeah. up with these uh for these sub these sub shows and uh there is actually a sister promotion called Action Wrestling run by a lot of the same people that, that runs their shows about 45 minutes from where I'm living in Atlanta. So I'll actually get to Perfect. get to more independent wrestling. And the NWA is running their shows like right up the street from me. Oh, so, my God. Um, I'll be able to even more independent pro wrestling and uh, so all that good stuff. Yeah. Jesse, before we get out of here, yeah, you let everybody know where they can find you and, you know, if they need anything to plug or sure. anything. Um. I don't have anything to plug except for my Twitter, really. I try to keep a lot of other stuff, like personal, like my Facebook and stuff. I don't have a Facebook page. If there is a Facebook page, it's not me. I, I mean, I have a personal Facebook page. Um, my Twitter handle is at Jesse, J-E-S-S-I, the Buckeye, B-U-C-K-E-Y-E. You know how to spell the. Um, that's where you can find me, basically, for all the wrestling stuff. I do have a YouTube channel. I think it's, like jesse the buckeye as well or jesse buckeye or something like that but it's literally just a video of my daughter farting and it's got three million views How um many? three million three million yeah three and a half good yeah. for you so you just What's need to video? hit that yeah. you just need to hit that subscriber threshold then and start monetizing no i'm already monetized i have oh, like already monetized yeah oh yeah i'm making bank on that thing uh, not good a lot, actually. You. Just kidding. But no, that's um, awesome. Good for you. Yeah. So I, I'm thinking about maybe starting to put like something together for YouTube. Obviously, being a mom, it's kind of like my number one priority right now. But um, and my daughter may do a run in here soon if she's coming home from school. But um, yeah, Jesse the Buckeye on Twitter. That's where you can find me. Instagram too, Jesse the Buckeye. Same thing. Um, if that if you want to find me. Um, I'm in the Fightful chats usually. I'm trying to get in there on Mondays. It's a little late, but I'm usually there on Wednesdays and I'm guessing Fridays. Uh, I'm usually in there modding the chats, deleting trolls and schooling them, but mostly on Twitter. Just find me on Twitter. I'm always on Twitter. It's my my jam. So, yeah, that's where you can find me. Awesome. Well, Jesse, thanks for coming on the show today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you once again to Jesse for joining the show. And thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe to the Fight Talk podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. And make sure to give me a good rating and a good review. It's totally free. It takes like no time whatsoever. And it helps the podcast out a lot. Also, please make sure to give me a follow on Twitter at Fight Talk underscore. That's F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. 
have a Facebook group too, just search Fight Talk Podcast. And if you want to, pick up some merchandise. Fight Talk merchandise is available at whatamaneuver.net. That is whatamaneuver.net. Just jump on the website, search Fight Talk Podcast. Anything you buy on that website gets reinvested right back into the podcast and the other things that I'm involved with. So any money that I make there, I use to upgrade, you know, to get better equipment for this, uh, to help, you know, give me some extra time to go to shows, uh, to get interviews, and to, you know, keep talking to more fans and everything. It helps out a lot. So once again, that's whatamaneuver.net. I have t-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, a whole bunch of different stuff that you can buy on there. And once again, it just goes into making the podcast better for not only myself, but everybody um, who consumes the content, everyone listening right now. It uh, just makes the show better for all of us in our little community of uh, pro wrestling and MMA fans. Also, if you're into video games, I'll be getting back on Twitch soon. I'm going to be doing another live stream once I move to Atlanta. So that'll be happening either at the end of this month or the beginning of next month. But you can go on twitch.tv slash fight talk underscore right now and subscribe or rather follow the channel. You can subscribe as well, but uh, subscriptions cost money unless you have Amazon Prime and it's free. Uh, but just follow me on there. That's totally free. And you'll be alerted when I go live next. So once again, that's twitch.tv slash fight talk underscore, just like my Twitter. Uh, make sure to check out our content at MMA on Point. I always want to make sure to plug them because that's my full-time job and it's uh, something I'm really, really passionate about and uh, something that I'm really proud of. Uh, jump on YouTube, search MMA on Point. I think that we have the best content uh, best mixed martial arts related content on the entire internet and I feel comfortable saying that I think our stuff is the best and I really think you'll enjoy it if you're into MMA so once again that's YouTube just search MMA on point give us a follow on Instagram at MMA on point and on Twitter at on point MMA I run all the social media for uh, for our company so it's something that helps the company out but it also helps me out to see people you know joining uh, and following our, our Instagram and our social media and all that kind of stuff. So that's a big help as well. Um, as far as other stuff going on, I'll be going to Southern Underground Pro uh, this upcoming Sunday. So in just a few days here at the Basement East. We're looking forward to that. And let me tell you a little bit about our sponsors and we'll get on out of here. First, I want to start off with the featured sponsor, which is WrestleRumble.com. They are the featured sponsor for all of our Pick'em contests or for all of our uh, previews and predictions I should say and they are a pick'em contest although we only got to talk about three Hell in a Cell matches there are prizes and there is big cash to be won over there at WrestleRumble.com first place gets $500 cash for the Hell in a Cell pick'em uh, second and third both get $100 cash and fourth and fifth both get mystery gifts so make sure to join WrestleRumble.com right now get in on the contest win some big big cash and big prizes just for you know being a fan of professional wrestling Make sure to follow them on Twitter and Instagram at WrestleRumble. Also, make sure to check out House of Hoodies. House of Hoodies has just awesome merchandise. There's really no other way of saying it. Like they have MLB, NHL, NBA, NFL, soccer. I mean, a whole bunch of different stuff that you can find on there. They're high quality hoodies. Uh, make sure to follow them on Twitter at H-O-H-O-O-D-I-E-S. That's abbreviation for House of Hoodies, H-O Hoodies. And their website is thehouseofhoodies.com. Make sure to use the code FIGHTTALK, that's F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K, all one word, that'll save you 20% off your entire order. And that also lets them know that you heard about um, their company through us. So that's a huge help as well. Speaking of people who help, also want to give a shout out to Heroes and Legends. 
Heroes and Legends is a pro wrestling memorabilia company that has everything. I mean, they have autographs, they have DVDs, they have action figures, they have old programs, magazines, anything you can think of. Heroes and Legends is the place to, to get your pro wrestling merchandise and memorabilia. Uh, it's a company run by nice people and they'll give you fair business. There's nothing more you can ask. Uh, make sure to check them out on all social media at HL Pro Wrestling. And last but never least, shout out to my brother, Brian Jensen. Brian is a professional boxing coach. He's a trainer. He works with Parkinson's Foundations. Uh, he can really help you reach your goals. Whether you just want to learn how to throw hands or get in better shape or whatever it is, or even if you want to you know, um, compete professionally or you want to uh, compete at an amateur level, whatever it is, Brian Jensen can help you out. Uh, he can help you in person if you're in the Atlanta, Georgia area or anywhere near. But if you're anywhere else in the world, and I literally mean anywhere else in the entire world, he can help you remotely. Just give him a follow on Instagram at BoxingATL. That's B-O-X-I-N-G-A-T-L. Shoot him a message. He'll set something up for you, and he will help you reach your goals. Get a knockout workout without getting knocked out. Hit up Brian Jensen right now. That's going to do it for this episode of the Fight Talk Podcast. Once again, I've been Steven Jensen. I hope you enjoyed it, and I'll be back soon.